Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 329, recorded on June 3rd, 2021. On tonight's episode with special guest Sean Capri Pants, we talk about the road to E3 and how Super Nintendo Switch Pro did not get anywhere near that road. Jesse, you go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Uh, I'm your host, Justin Masson. Man, I'm I, 329 shows and we have not used that music. And I like my body didn't know how to like match up properly to the music, the beats. It didn't feel like my right cues to go on stage. I was confused. But ladies and gentlemen, I am here with three of the coolest guys around the Internet that will help me be unconfused. And of course, speaking first of the guy behind the soundboard, pressing buttons, making a sound I would say decent nine times out of 10. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jesse Waldak. Jesse, how are you, sir? Good. I'll, I'll explain the song later in the episode. Ladies and, and gentlemen, that's what's known as a tease. He's going to tease you the entire way. He's just going to let you think about that. And then you have to stay the entire, entire two and a half to three hours to find out why. <laughs> it's going to pay off at the end. Turns out it's all a dream that Jesse's behind the board. But Jesse, you're weak as well. Yeah, uh, so today at work, I was I impressed myself. I like uh, preparing the rest of my team for my upcoming vacation. I was we originally thought that we'd have a really release start testing, and then the week I'm out will be all in testing, so no big loss. But no things happened, and now not only will one release, but two releases need to be set up while I'm on vacation, so I have to show someone what I do so they can do that. I'll show them next week so they know what they need to do the week following. And that sounds intense. That sounds intense. And we're glad that we never give you a vacation here, and that's why. So you don't have to show us what to do. But in case, for some odd reason, Jesse does take a vacation and drops dead, ladies and gentlemen, the man who will also help us out saving us on all of our technical issues, Timothy Olf! Timothy, sir, how are you? I keep hearing these voices from somewhere. Where are they coming from? I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what is going on, buddy? Nothing much. I'm just joking. Uh, doing good. I I thought I was going to meet up Sean at his house and hang out with him in his basement. And I'm right here. But he thought apparently he was supposed to meet up with me at my house. So. I drove over to Detroit, man. It was real weird. We didn't bump into each other. We're yeah. seeing so each weird. other at Tim Hortons along the way. But I'm here in your basement. So I'm, you're taking care of your crazy family. All right. All right. All right. Now, I, now I know why you do this so much. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yes. Wow. Shots fired. Too spicy. Down Too spicy. Here. It's too personal, sorry. <laughs> awesome. Well, of course, the voice that you're hearing there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite Canadians, one of my absolute favorite Canadians, and there's a list of about 35 of them, but somewhere in that list, Sean's on there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from the Great White North, from Edmonton, Alberta, and I won't hold that against him, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean Capri, hey. or known as Sean Connery. Capri is in Sun Drinks. I don't know. God darn it, Sean. I'm <laughs> just so excited that you're here. I can't probably, even speak, eh? You probably practiced that a couple times today. You still... You still barking <sighs> up. It's okay. so We've hot, come a long Sean. way, it's Justin. So it's been a long time. Yeah. We've known each other for about almost going on a decade, better part of a decade. Feels like it, yeah. Yeah, we've touched know, your right? real life. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah. I miss I'm, you. Dude, I, I miss you too. I think we'll I think we'll we'll touch each other soon in the future. But in the meantime, we'll podcast. Together. I think so. I'm so happy. Yeah, I think to be we here, need to man. leave or something. I like that. 
I, uh, <laughs> I, I had, I had children. I had children so that I could be a guest on this show. Like this is like, this is this was the yeah. reason. And that is so. First and foremost, such an amazing commitment for you to do that. But you mm-hmm. did read the document that, that wasn't a prerequisite, right? You did you not get the I changes that we not. made to that? I did not. Okay. Yeah. So probably too late to go ahead and change that. You can try point. and put them. You might be able to put them back. I put them try, back in. Try, try and put them back. Maybe next time I go to Tim's house, I'll bring them with me and just leave them here. Yeah, that's a, that's a great <laughs> idea. I like it a lot. <laughs> All oh. right, like it, Ellie. You stay here. Uncle Tim, call him daddy now. <laughs> see, see what happens. <laughs> oh, not again. Not again, daddy. Oh, well, Sean, we're so happy that you're here. I'm ecstatic. Uh, we are, man, we are on the road to E3, and we're talking about drive, and we're talking about road road metaphors, of course, and of course, Sean Capri, the Xbox Drive, and your newest show, the Nintendo Drive, is that right? The Nintendo Drive. We're, we're taking all of the shows on the road. I've realized yeah. that the, the most time that I have is when I'm on the road just driving around, so I figured, why not jump on a Skype call with my friends and yeah. record podcasts about Xbox and Nintendo? Let's do it. That's you know, just incredible stuff. And uh, we're going to talk a lot more about what you guys have coming up on the Nintendo drive. Uh, we're excited. And uh, we're going to hear all your spicy hot takes on, uh, on E3 and what Nintendo has got planned for us. Ooh. And uh, we're excited to get there. But of course, Justin, before we jump. Yeah. What's up. Did you notice in the chat? I don't know if you have to see that, that Sean Capri's other, uh, well, I guess podcast other half is in there for the Nintendo drive. Kato is here. Isn't yes. it? Kato. Isn't this the podcast you were trashing on the Nintendo Drive? This one? The Nintendo Drive? No, not this one. <laughs> wow, what? What? Nintendo Dad. Nintendo Moms. I was trashing the Nintendo Moms, not the Nintendo Dad. <laughs> oh, we are we are I we are pulling this car over right now and Back having a genuine Winnipeg. conversation. Uh well, we're happy so many people are here and in our Twitch stream as well. Of course, uh folks, uh Twitch and YouTube, comment, join us, comment as we go along. We like it so much. Uh, but we, we got some news. I'm going to be honest with you. Some is a really loose word to do it. Uh, Jesse, let's uh, let's move on to our news, shall we? And ladies and gentlemen, of course, our news is brought to us by the Maple Syrup Company of Canada, whose motto is we like it when you're sticky. Maple Syrup Company of Canada. Uh, I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, that is not our sponsors and our support. Uh, the amazing folks over at patreon.com slash Dad support us every single, every single month to keep this dumpster fire rolling. I greatly appreciate it. Folks, we got a new patron. And uh, Tim, we're going to play a game with you. I'm going to give you four names. I'm going to ask you which one of them do you think is the new patron who has subscribed to us that you then need to give a very personal, real thank you shout out to. All right, you ready? Gave you no. four names. You have to choose what the correct one is. Oh, come on. Is it Brian, Matthew, Morgan, or Joe? All of the above. <laughs> oh, wait, you said there was one. <laughs> there was one. <laughs> I Did you say, say Joe? That's amazing, Tim. Joe, You're 100% yes. hey, you Really thinking Joe. about that. You were really considering that. It was calculating. Wow, Tim. And Tim, now you can give Joe a personal thank you from you. For thank you, Joe, the- for contributing and being and paying for the whole year. In fact, thank you very much. Yeah, you're all you set go. for the next 12 months and and listening to all the fun we have here in our rolling dumpster. Now you guys got to do this for in. another year. 
<laughs> so I like how the fact is like you were cheating on the back end, getting over the Patreon account as quick as you could. No, no, I'm not looking was. at Patreon whatsoever. I didn't know that. I just guessed that he paid for a whole, whole year. Was I right? I must have been right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. I Nonetheless, I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on. Of course, thank you to all of our amazing patrons that support us every single month. Whoo, guys, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I feel excited. Like I feel a tingle. I feel like we've, we're days away. And this week, Nintendo dropped finally some critical piece of information that I don't know why they waited this long to tell us. And Easy the most ex- hero, to, Supergirl. To be fair. Yes. To be fair, in, in my E3 schedule, about 85% of it is TBA. So they're not the last person. They're still one of the first people to actually tell us when things are happening. Yeah, well, that's fair. Ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo finally told us of their E3 dates. And uh, Jesse, can you kind of remind us what those dates are and what those times are? Yeah, E3 dates will start Saturday the 12th through Tuesday the 15th. And I've got a, I've got a schedule. I don't know if we'll detail it here or just share it online later. But uh, Nintendo's part will be their their normal E3 time slot of Tuesday morning at noon Eastern. They they've got a forty minute per, uh, direct planned, and that will be then followed up by. <laughs> Sean's waving at someone. Uh, it's on my top, drive. It'll be. Uh, Followed up by a three-hour Treehouse Live. Yeah. Yeah, so not a huge shock. I think this was the, the speculation we all had. Uh, Nintendo typically closes out E3, right? Uh, if this was a normal E3, the doors would open on Tuesday afternoon. The floods would haul. The floods would, uh, the halls would flood, I apologize. The With, with individuals of excitement playing video games, uh, Nintendo is typically that kind of the, the final, the final kind of uh, wall to fall. Uh, but Nintendo put out a very interesting tweet, and it's very important because this tweet says a lot of information mm. um, that I think we need to actually parcel out. And you're like, maybe Justin, you're overthinking it. No, I actually think we need to talk about it. So this is the tweet, and this is going back to what uh, what Jesse started off with. Nintendo uh, at E3, June fifteenth, nine a.m. Pacific time. Okay, not a problem. Tune in for a Nintendo Direct with roughly 40 minutes of information focused on exclusively focused exclusively on Nintendo Switch software. Very important words. Focused exclusively on Nintendo Switch software. So Sean, what does this mean then really? It either it means that we're going to be seeing games on Nintendo Switch, Justin Mastin. That's exactly what it means. That's some hard hitting stuff. That's I can't believe why we're done why, here. Uh, we did it right. We're done, we're ladies done. and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate your subscription. Take we care. We uh, well, my 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 co-host on the Nintendo Drive is in the chat here. Doesn't believe that the Nintendo Switch Pro is real at all. She's keeping her her um, expectations well in check. While I'm off in La La Land, I think it's real. Yeah. I think it's going to be and now in 45 seconds from now probably while we're live on the show mm-hmm. i can't tell uh, to be honest with you in all in all seriousness i can't tell if this is a total troll which nintendo is absolutely known to do in which they're telling us to like look forward to just software and then two days later that's when they do the hardware announcement that the switch pro actually is real or we get nothing man like who yeah. who the heck even knows i i mean there's a lot to unpack here I, so the interesting thing, I, I think that this is actually with a statement of exclusively on Nintendo Switch software. Why would they have to say, is it, are they directly addressing the rumors that are going around? Like, are they 
Like we like to think Nintendo is not in touch with what the cool kids are saying on the interwebs. Could be. But it seems like they're <laughs> listening. This is this is this is this is the actual this is a recognition. Like this is the first almost recognition that there is there is hardware. Do you know what I mean? There, like this, like by saying exclusively on Nintendo Switch software, what you're saying is we are not talking about hardware, mm-hmm. but what you're actually acknowledging is there's hardware that maybe there is that hardware. you're choosing not to talk about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like this, this is a reverse acknowledgement of the existence of hardware. Well, if you noticed their Twitter account was silly today, they knew people were watching it like a hawk and they were yep. just posting pictures of Zelda birds. Yeah. And you got to get weird. our tinfoil caps on when we talk about this stuff, Justin. I know it feels a little bit crazy, right? Yeah. But dissecting it exclusively on Nintendo Switch software. Yeah. Like, again, what they're saying is hardware will not be talked about here. But in that acknowledgement, that means that there is hardware to talk about. So but here is not the place you're talking about it. Well, OK, so if there is hardware, they're going to announce it before E3. And if there is not hardware, then we don't hear about it after E3 is kind of the deal because why would they talk about games that are coming out yeah. for the rest of the year, maybe even over the next course of the year and not talk about like there's new hardware. Like we, I feel like it kind of puts a bit of a ticking time bomb on this thing yeah. one way or another. It, it absolutely does. Right. And I, and I do think, I do think it's just a very, and the other nice part about it here is it's, 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 it's actually about tempering expectations and Nintendo social, despite them being a bit trolly today, mm-hmm. have done relatively good jobs when they are communicating about directs to begin to temper expectations. Yeah. And I think this is a great example of we are not talking hardware. So do yeah. not come in. Do not come at me, bro. After this is done, like fire saying, where's my Nintendo Switch Pro, you chumps? Or Don't services, do that. though. I mean, what if they overcorrect? Like there's no there's no services. There's no addition to um, like, I don't know if it counts as software. If you were to say like, does that mean that well, there's no GameCube or N64 games coming to Nintendo Switch? Yeah, I would still consider that as software because that's what I wonder, like, yeah. through a service, but it's still mm-hmm. software. It's mm-hmm. it's a program that can be run on a system. That's yeah. software. I, I would pull the the actually GIF out on that one. <laughs> and you're probably right, but I think actually that's a, that's probably a service. Yeah. So again, I think it's very interesting, Sean. Do you believe that we will get the Switch Pro before E3? I want to believe so badly. Like I'm in the camp of whatever the heck this thing is, whatever it costs. Like, and I I will buy it. I I am. totally totally reversed from where i was coming out of the wii u going into the switch watching that january 12th thing from 2017 you were so angry i was so so mad you and i were talking that night actually i I jumped into a podcast and you and bobby were a fire at each other we're talking about exchange rates and then it was fine and then i and then i poked i think you i said something to you and it kind of let you back up and then Bobby came to the fence, and then I kind of just walked outside the room slowly. I didn't appreciate it, man. I was in the middle of like house the, renovations. The, the My wife Simpson was eight months pregnant, for God's sakes, man. I was stressed out. Yeah, it was it was it was not good. Nintendo mailed it in, and everybody's like, give me your money. I was like, that was a that was a terrible presentation. But that is all to say that they could just say Super Nintendo Switch is a thing, and I'm down. Take my yeah. money. I'm there. Now, there was, and if we're leaning in this pocket, there was a lot of speculation this week that we were going to get the Switch Pro announcement today. Actually, there was a lot of information that we were anticipating today with pre-orders going up tomorrow. And as a matter of fact, our good friend, Jeffy Grub Grub, uh, actually <laughs> provided to us one of his top three Nintendo Road to E3 predictions. It's on our YouTube channel. You can watch it right now. We actually had to post that a day early 
because he dated himself within it saying, oh, it's it's probably arriving tomorrow on Thursday. And I was like, all right, Jeff, now I got to commit to this date. Thank you. But I appreciate it. I love you, Jeff. It's fine. (laughs) He was thinking it was Thursday as well. So many Mm -hmm. industry individuals There were so many leaks. Amazon Mexico leaked it. There was a shop in France that leaked it. There was placeholders. There was so much going on where there's smoke. There's got to be fire. What does Could, it take to post a page on Amazon? Like for real though? Like what is it? Is it like a, like a, like somebody like you or me, or is there like a process for somebody to just post a page? Is it like a, just a giant blog is amazon.com the world's biggest blog. And they just got like some, some guy just can, can post anything because it was called, what did they call it? What did they call it? The super or the switch Nintendo switch pro is what the uh, listing was on the I Amazon think site. It was the new, the new Nintendo switch pro is what the title of the Amazon Mexico. The new part makes it believable. If it was exactly. Nintendo Switch Pro, I would have no, had a problem it, with it. It, it yeah. didn't have no. asterisks around the new. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, I posted that page. <laughs> <laughs> so could we still see it? Everyone was thinking it was today. Could be. Could we still, still see it next week? Tim, you're saying yeah? I, yeah, that's my guess is that it's going to be during the media uh, media thing and i know jesse i know you said it wasn't uh yeah guess wasn't, i was but. thinking it's, it's less likely during the media thing but you know i've been wrong before i was expecting it to be today too if you know it, i said if it's going to happen this is the day and it didn't happen today my my thought process was this week it was going is announcing this that what we just talked about their their outline for what they're going to do on the 15th and then next week during the media days um uh, that's when they dropped the switch pro is my, uh, the new super switch. So. Or- All right. I am starting a, uh, a poll right now in our Twitch chat. Uh, folks, I'm starting that right now. Let us know, is the Nintendo switch pro coming pre E3? Let's see some votes. I appreciate everyone. Let's see what's going on. I, I, I appreciate your third option. Thank you. Stop it. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I, I it'll be interesting to see what actually happens. Now, there's more of this tweet, though, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not we've already talked 15 minutes about four words. Can I can I give you more? Yeah, sure. Look at you bet I can. Right. Following this up, let's go on the next kind of piece of information here. Tune in on tune in for Nintendo Direct with roughly 40 minutes of focused of information focused exclusively on Nintendo Switch software, mostly releasing in 20. 21 followed by around three hours of gameplay in treehouse live mostly folk mostly releasing in 2021 some key words there yeah i'm not surprised by that but because we we don't know what's happening we know very little about what's happening past july so Mm -hmm. this is going to fill in that gap and i and now i'll and they normally while they normally keep E3 announcements to what's happening in the next six to nine months, they sometimes do something else, like Metroid 4 drop, the sequel to the Breath of the Wild drop. Yeah. Justin, if I may, if I may. Yes, you may, Mr. Capri. I think this part that you just read is one of the reasons why Nintendo is going to have such a strong E3 when compared to Xbox, which really is the only one, the only other one there. Uh, PlayStation's Mm -hmm. still in the corner with their ball and whatever. Yeah. Um, where you have a brand new console in the Series X and Series S and still trying to kind of get up off the ground where the Switch is like, it's steamrolling ahead, man. And if they give us 40 minutes of games that are mostly coming in 2021, that is how they sell 30 million more units Mm -hmm. of that thing this year. That is 
absolutely yeah. huge. And I've been I was lamenting on the Nintendo Drive this week about this that I was kind of pissy about Nintendo's the, the way that they play us. They play us like fiddles mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. They're only going to give us like one little morsel at a time. And by the time you get there, you're so starving, you're so thirsty, you're so famished that you're just going to eat it up. You're going to push children and and women out yep. of the way. You're going to get there and eat that morsel up, and you kind of embarrassed. You're like, well, like this was just Pokemon Snap. Like, what did I get so crazy for? And then you wait for the next announcement. It's Mario Golf, and it'll probably not have a, a tournament mode, that, that, and the multiplayer will be sort of not great that way. So I'm excited yeah. to just get a little bit of a roadmap, but I don't want five years of roadmap. I want to know what the next part of the year is like, and that's why I love E3. So I'm very yeah. excited by this part that you said. Nintendo does such a fantastic... I believe unlike I think any of the other two major players and of course, Sean, I'm going to, you can challenge me. You, you have an Xbox podcast. I welcome your challenge on this as well. I believe that they are the master, the master class of hype. They know how to own, create Nintendo hype. Xbox, Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. own, create hype. Like there's the peak, there's the whole roller coaster, right? The hype, the hype train goes, they own it. It comes down and there's another wave. There's another wave. Like they, they can parcel themselves out really, really well to hit those right beats when yeah. they're on fire. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they can get people just kind of like foaming for these things very easily. They did it in the Wii U when there was absolutely hot trash. Right. There really wasn't a lot going on there, but yet they are real masters of it. And I think it's I think to your point, 40 minutes. This is really interesting. That's good. That's going to be very dense because they don't, they'll have like maybe one or two games that they give you the deep dive into, like whatever yep. it is. If it maybe there's a, and well, maybe I think we're getting into predictions a little bit later, but there'll be a couple of those like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. And they'll just learn how the menus work and you play all the game. Like they, they really take you into to a deep dive sometimes. And, but and with the, the fact Wii U, that, it, that there's going to be three hours of Treehouse, they don't need to deep dive. There's time for that mm. later. You'll mm. still get it. But yeah, but you're right. You're right. They, yeah. the, the, if yeah. they deep dive, it shouldn't be any more than five minutes. With the Switch, it seems much more intentional. Like, it seems like they're they're being masters of their messaging inventory so much better. With the Wii U, it was just like, they actually didn't have much to talk about. Yep. So what you got was just like, that's all there was. Now it does seem like, and I would believe if somebody told me that they have games ready and they're just like holding on to them. Like they don't need them. Just oh, yeah. You can hold on to it for now. And that's yeah. a totally, totally opposite um, scenario than they were in uh, with the Wii U days. So, yeah, they are they are masters. But, you know, as somebody who follows this stuff so closely and somebody who wants great things for Nintendo and I, I really enjoy playing my Switch, I, I do get a little bit like fatigued by that. What they've done before, like you get one game. And I have heard also, uh, you know, from from fans of Nintendo as well, that they get a little bit like if, if that misses, if they go, they're all in on pokemon snap and or metopia they're like yeah. some people just don't want those games so they feel like they go months and months and months without nintendo talking about a game that they actually care about so yeah. it's a it is a fine line that nintendo walks and somehow it's a, it's been working out with them i think the hardware itself is just good enough that people like having that that switch that's not that's not a new thought i just i guess i'm a little bit surprised that it has carried on four years after like it was really a novelty it's just it still is yeah. Yeah. And the, and the sales numbers back it up. Right. Um, but it, but it's interesting because people are like, Nintendo hasn't told us what's coming. Right. What's going on for the for the new, for past June or into mm-hmm. June. Right. If we think about it, what we already know for June, end of June, we're getting Mario uh, Golf. Middle of July, we're getting Skyward Sword. End of November, we're getting Pokemon, Pokemon. the remakes. And we know that in January we have the other Pokemon Legends. Yeah. 
and then August, Splatoon September, sometime. Splatoon sometime. I suspect Splatoon will be a summer game as well. I would summer so 2022. That's how it was when they released the other ones as well. It seems I think correlates really well. Yep. But so you're looking at August, September, October, and December, where there are games four times months that we don't know what I would call mainstream Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo can slot those perfectly. It's it's like setting up a deck of like dominoes, right? Yeah. And here's what you're going to do. And that 40 minutes is going to be a banger. And they're at, like, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty, I think it's going to be pretty incredible. Again, 40 minutes of, of games. This is one, it's not, not the longest direct, but it's a very long direct. What are we thinking is going to be in that main, maybe in that uh, 2020 or mostly 2021. So I guess the, the, the reverse of that is there is 2022 or 2023 content. What do you think we're hearing from there, Sean? In the outside of 2021? Yeah. Are we going yeah. Are you, where, where do you think, where do you think we're going to breath of wild? Where's that landing? I, uh, I mean, it would be perfect. To, so this is, this is the, I got to tie, if I'm going to talk about Breath of the Wild, I got to tie it to the Switch Pro. They got to yeah, come out the okay. exact same time. So if, if I'm thinking that a Switch Pro is happening this year, then Breath of the Wild is happening this year. And for whatever reason, I feel like it's less likely, I have, I have a harder time believing that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out this year than, than the hardware. I feel like the yeah. hardware is probably ready and the game isn't. I don't know if that's backwards, yeah. but I could definitely see them just like, redoing 2017 exactly the same way in 2022 i could absolutely see breath of the wild and switch pro coming out the same time in february march sometime but i don't want that i think that would be i think it would be monstrous if they release a switch pro tied right alongside um zelda to go head to head up against halo over an xbox land like to see that like matchup would be it would be awesome. It would be like the the two giant things in Xenoblade, like going, mm-hmm. going at it with each other. It's like this end, like these titans going at it. Would that would be really exciting to watch? But I don't know. I, I really Nintendo is playing its own game right now. I don't even know if they have any intention on doing that sort of thing. They could have this wide open space uh, early next year. They could probably get away with um, with with some Pokemon this year and Skyward Sword and whatever else. I think. More what I'm thinking about is what do they do with the Zelda 35th anniversary for the mm. rest of the year? Is is Skyward Sword HD the only thing that we get, or is there is there something else to be done? But yeah, that's kind of like that take on there. Metroid people might want to know about Metroid that that kind of hints that like something else outside of 2021 could be Metroid, could be Bayonetta, a couple yep. of those other things that we haven't really heard about in a long time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. A lot to dissect in a really simple tweet, but all will be revealed in less than two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, less than two weeks. Uh, if you are here in our chat, ladies and gentlemen, in Twitch right now, you still have time to vote. We currently have, is a Nintendo Switch Pro being announced at pre-E3? 58% are saying yes. Uh, one person at 8% is saying no. And 33% says it doesn't exist. Interesting. Wow. Interesting Non-believers. Right? You got to be a, uh, a believer. So, you know. Uh, all right. What else uh, are they re- going to do? I want to ask a question to those people. It doesn't exist. What else are they going to do? They're going to k- stick with this this switch, this current switch, for how much longer? It's easy to say it doesn't exist. Like how much longer are they supposed to go with the switch light and the, like the current the current switch? Another year? Is that even possible? Well, now the interesting part is that the the president did mention that they're only halfway through their light their switch life cycle right now. So sure. how are you squeezing another four years out of this thing? Right. And, and I mean, like they can get kind of finicky and picky about words as well. Like they'll, they'll, whatever the next thing is called would still likely be under the same family. Same as the, yeah. the 3DS, yeah, 2DS, new, etc. Just looking at consoles, not ignoring the handhelds for now. The only two systems that have lasted six years is the original NES and the Wii. So mm. no other system has lasted more than six years. 
So, you know, the Switch is gearing up to be the first to be hit to hit that year seven. But mm-hmm. I agree. I think it needs that that bump, the, the, the hardware iteration, to, and otherwise we'll have the Wii to Wii U problem. <laughs> Third strongest moles in the chat says, uh, as long as it sells, is as long as they'll uh, they'll maintain the same hardware. It's a, it's a good point. How long can it sell when it's that much weaker than the other than the other systems? Yeah. I think they're yeah. It's a good point though. Yep, abs- absolutely. Uh, looks like the voting has closed. Uh, 60% believes that the Switch Pro will be revealed uh, pre-E3. Thank you very much for that voting, folks. We appreciate you jumping in here as well. Sean, speaking of the Nintendo Switch, are you still on the OG Switch? Do you have your launch OG. day Switch? I have a launch day Switch, and I have a Switch Lite as well. Nice. I have both of those. Nice. But I, my, I'm, not, I'm not traveling to work, really. Like, I used to take the bus into work. That was where most of my Switch time was happening, and that's why I got. I asked for a Switch Lite for Christmas, got that nice Pokemon uh, limited edition one. I love it very much, and don't really play it. And my Animal Crossing doesn't go back and forth between that and my main Switch, so that's kind of a pain in the ass that I'll bitch about on every single chance I can get on any Nintendo podcast I'm on. You're going to have to tell me about that because I'm, I'm getting a Switch Lite very soon and yeah. uh, the nice well, the nice Blurple one. And uh, I'm excited to, uh, to understand how that works. <laughs> it doesn't. That's how it works. It's on Animal Crossing. Pick, <laughs> your, pick <laughs> your Switch wisely. Pick one, which All one right. you want your island on wisely because it ain't okay. coming with you. Oh, oh, man. All right. So there are some other quick little E3 pieces here. I'm going to run down just for information. Uh, again, Road to E3 kind of actually starts next week ish with Jeff Keeley kicking off summer game fest on, I believe it's actually like this Thursday, like in a week from now, right? The, Jesse the, the 10th and yeah, officially he is not E3. He is his own. I thing. know. I know. Like, but it's just need, weird that they're doing it at the same time. They just need to kiss and make up. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just hug it out, Jeff, hug it out. E3. I think, I think it was it Mr. Mr. Bad, but I think was tweeting out that seeing Jeff Keeley do his own game fest thing uh, outside of E3 is like watching Michael Scott do the Michael Scott paper company outside of Dunder <laughs> Mifflin. It's like the exact same thing. It's like, good for you, man. You'll be yeah. back. Yeah. You'll be back. You'll be back. You'll always come back to me. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk a little bit more about the rundown here uh, on the 12th. There is uh, Ubisoft forward at 3 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, there are a couple, a lot of TBDs that we don't know. A lot of developers and a lot of companies are still undeclared of what they're going to be doing. Devolver digital gearbox, entertainment games, beat Warner brothers games, Back for Blood and 24 Entertainment. We do not yet have times for them. But ladies and gentlemen, moving over to what is probably going to be the second most important show of E3 on June 13th. Of course, I assume being hosted over on the Xbox Drive. Xbox and game and Bethesda's game showcase starting off at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sean? Daylight time. Whatever. Sean, <laughs> what do we expect? What do we expect from Xbox? Uh, I want Quake coming out of Xbox. I think we're going to actually, for, for real, I think we're going to see tons of Halo. I think Halo's got to be, it's got to show up. We've been waiting a long time over there. Uh, we, we saw Craig the Brute kind of disappoint a lot of people uh, the first time that Halo was shown off. And I think mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for them to really make up some ground on that on that front. Um, a lot, as well as really understanding what does it mean for Bethesda to be owned by Xbox. We, we kind of know, a lot of people have talked about it. There's been kind of hints of what that means, but... We'll probably, I think we'll probably see Starfield from from Bethesda Studios. I think we'll we'll probably get a sense of what that is beyond the the logo that we've seen, and maybe we can have some rational hype actually generated for it, other than everybody going crazy about this. Did we not learn our lesson with Cyberpunk, Justin Masson and Tim and Jesse? Did we not learn our lesson? We didn't see any or No Man's Sky for that matter. 
we created this narrative. I get I get a little upset yep. when the internet goes crazy with hype like this. And this is another mm-hmm. example. You guys are gonna you're just gonna get hurt. Have you not yep. been around this block before? You're gonna hurt yourself. You gotta pace yep. yourself. You gotta stretch and get your water. I don't know how this well, has uh, anything uh, to do with yeah, a Bethesda company will hit. always fail at the expectations that the internet creates. And oh, Bethesda that is, has the history of having a few bugs in their games. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that on top of just yeah, not being able to reach whatever height levels people are are hitting up now. For it's, it, the the title of the game is Starfield, and we haven't seen a damn thing about it. So people are very excited about it. But what I think, I think we'll see a lot of world exclusive and premiere, world premiere, world premiere, uh, and Game Pass. Game Pass, of course. Yeah. The, that is really the star of the show. You can also buy an Xbox box, but really, it's the what's coming to Game Pass type of deal. Are, are we going to see? And I know this this might sound crazy, Sean. Are we going to see any new hardware from Xbox? What did I? Oh, I, I could see it. So. Hmm, here's a sneak peek at the Xbox predictions episode that is going to release on the Xbox drive very soon. One of my predictions was a digital version of the Series X. I think that would be a really interesting price point for them to have no disc drive in the Series X, price it at $399, so it sits right alongside the PlayStation 5, which also has a discless PS5. I think that would be interesting. Uh, the only reason I could make my own counterpoint to my own prediction is they already can't make enough of these Series Xs. So mm. why, would they, why would they discount? Why would they create a discount price point? Uh, yeah. But I could see them doing something like that. Or again, man, I'm giving away all my all my predictions. Um, I want a joystick. I want a I want a sidewinder. Oh. If anybody remembers the old sidewinders on PC gaming back in the day, I would like that. And um, controllers, because I'm I, I get the sense that like we there's a lot of games on Xbox that they have talked about that are years and years away. And this is not just my own sense. There's a lot of people talking like this that games like Hellblade are years away and Avowed and some of these games are are far far away. So I'm thinking like what that they're going to load up uh E3 with a lot of, like I said a lot of Halo, a lot of Starfield, Game Pass hits and try to get you to still spend your money on on Xbox stuff. So that's to me that's services and hardware. So I think, um, oh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the, the the controllers that you can customize. It's called Design Labs. You can create your own colors. You can choose your buttons and all that stuff. It's awesome. Every company should do it. Um, but ever since they launched the new the new consoles, it's been on pause because the, the controllers are different. So I think that'll mm-hmm. probably come back as well. As I would love it if Nintendo did that with their Joy-Cons. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they kind of do that in Japan, but they didn't do, bring it over here. But mm-hmm. Uh, but the the level of customization that you could do, I think, would be awesome. They could do that with the Joy Cons, yeah. no doubt. John, Phil, Phil Spencer. I mean, we're pretty tight, him and I. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, we. Uh, he's talked a lot of <laughs> lot with me. Uh, gave me some phone calls, mm-hmm. and he says we need to get Game Pass everywhere. Yeah, right? we've seen it trying to get onto Apple devices, and there's a little bit of a hoopla about that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they really believe this idea that Game Pass is. And, and I would argue, you know, just, despite my characterization here being a bit of an, a bit of a, an idiot, Game Pass is the best deal in video gaming. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And I think an incredible idea, right? They are focused on a service. Uh, is there a possibility? Do you think this kind of ideal of this, what I'm going to call like Google Stadia, Xbox Game Pass, thumbstick, kind of pop it into any smart TV. Do you think this is a reality? Do you think this is... We'll see this eventually, maybe not at E3. Like, what are, what are your thoughts on that? I definitely think that we could see something like that. Um, even like built into TVs. I think that's probably one of the most likely things is just to see it like in a Samsung TV or LG or something yep. like that, just actually actually built in. So it'll be but like one of the options. Sony TVs. 
Can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine they get it over there too. But yeah, it'll be like um, flicking on your Netflix app or your your Apple TV or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I think that could be that could be really that could be really something if they have like a, a hundred dollar stick or something like that. You could plug it in the back, just like a, a Chromecast would be really interesting. It's funny because now Xbox has been so focused on games ever since the debacle of the Xbox One, where they were really trying to be like the center of your living room um, because of the way that they kind of got forced back in online and 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 track of what everybody wanted them to do which is games they kind of got sideswiped by google on the chromecast business like they that could have been microsoft being the thing that like streams all the stuff from your phone onto your onto your tv that like that gateway for all the online services for it to just be broadcast onto your phone that's where they were trying to go but xbox was not the right avenue for that and they went back to games which i think was the right move for the xbox brand but they missed out on that it could have been a it could have been a microsoft branded dongle that you plug into the back mm-hmm. of your tv like we all do with our chromecast so because of that they're going to have to have some creative partnerships with uh people who have maybe mixed feelings on whether or not this is going to be a a positive like a mutually positive partnership can you go to a google who's trying to do their stadia thing and say hey it would be great if xcloud was on there they're going to say no could you do something with them with amazon with a is it a fire stick yeah like they're going to say no too because they've got their lunas like yeah can't get them on sony tv so i think they're in a really tricky spot and one of the things that the only way they can really overcome that is just open up the bank account like, yeah. which again, to Amazon and to Google, it's like, that's not going to do anything either. They're not impressed by, you know, the Zeros. other trillions of dollars that they have. They also have trillions of dollars. So it's yeah. got to be, man, I don't, I don't envy some of these guys because they have to come up with some pretty clever business deals because it's just, yeah. it's more than just steamrolling over with dollars at this point. Yeah. I'm going to be, you know, Sean, you and I have always had these, these conversations back forth and I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey, Sean, I'm thinking about an Xbox. Yeah. Hiddling around with the idea of it. So I got an, uh, an Apple TV recently for mm-hmm. free, thanks to TELUS. They sent this thing to me and using it. And I thought, hold on a second. Apple TV, I can now connect to my Xbox controller because I have an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. And when xCloud comes to iOS, in theory, I should be able to install xCloud on my, I, on my Apple TV and I can yeah. play Xbox. Why are you saying no, Tim? No, because it's not anything you install. It's supposed to be through the browser because of the iOS app stuff. Oh, is that how it works? It'll be through the browser. Because Apple isn't allowing it as an app because they're treating it like running code that isn't part of the code. But it is really because it's streaming like Netflix. If there's a browser on that Apple TV, then maybe. But I don't think there is a browser. I don't think there is. Yeah. Sean, I thought I had discovered the greatest idea ever. Now, if you have a, a iPad or a Mac book uh, that you can uh, AirPlay to or whatever yeah. they call it to the Apple TV, then you might oh be able to God. do it that way. I don't know if AirPlay streamed <laughs> content would work well. It's going to be easier to buy the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, just right. get an Xbox. <laughs> this is why it's good that it's an add-on. Like, really, while we're talking about Xbox, that's why like the X Cloud thing is good as an add-on, not the lead. That's the whole reason that Stadia, I don't think, is really taking off because they don't have a home base. Like, you yeah. talk about all these different like struggles that you have with with streaming games, and as much as that's awesome and it's cool and it will, be, uh, you can reach so many more people with it. There's uh, there's still there's still some hurdles to get over, and yeah. if you don't have a strong internet connection or if you don't have the right device, it's still it's still going to be a little bit tricky. 
It's but, been really good for certain games that I've played and there, you know, like, uh, I guess the less intensive games like sea of thieves, uh, not so much. Yeah. But, uh, when I played like Banjo Kazooie, I was able to fire that up, you know, when it came to the cloud, when they released all those old games on there, it was, I could play it on my phone. I could play it on the browser and it was, it was really nice. So mm-hmm. and I actually was able to play Madden on it. So that was pretty good too. So that is pretty good. Yeah. I can see it's, it's funny because the streaming part of it, like when you play Game Pass on Xbox, it's um, it's you only download the games. The, the the experience you have on like your phone on Android and it is available now on, on iOS as well. They did. They they figured that part out. Um, is it out of beta? Yeah, well, it's, it is beta, but at least they got more games. They had like one game and it was part of the, the pilot test or whatever okay. they did, the um, test pilot thing that they had. And so what I think would be really interesting is if they were if you were able to have like an Xbox one like the old Xboxes and then be able to, to have the X cloud experience as well so you're not having to download the games I think that's that's something that could be really appealing to people who are kind of sick of that part of the the console experience where you got to download this 50 gigabyte um, this 50 gigabyte game and then it's got to upload or update 20 gigabytes at a time like that that's where the streaming stuff kind of is appealing to me because I've had a lot of these nights where I want to play Halo with friends. And they're like, oh, 15 gigabyte update. I won't be in for tonight. And with streaming, like with xCloud, that's not really that's not really a problem. And now how that relates to Nintendo is to be seen because I don't know if you guys have noticed the whole, all these Xbox executives have a Switch in their background just conspicuously yep. there. Phil Spencer's got it there and Sarah Bond. It's just, I don't know why a Switch is back there, but they have it. And whether that means Game Pass or maybe a Smash announcement coming up or something, I'm not entirely sure. But it would be amazing just to give a little like kick to Sony because I feel like there's both of these guys have a little little something something to give. Oh to come Sony. on now, not amazing. It, amazing. it wouldn't be amazing. You wouldn't be amazing. amazing. It would be amazing. <laughs> You're right. It would actually be amazing. So Sean, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that pocket there. Maybe that's part of your predictions. You and say, Justin, I want to talk about that later. And you're okay to do that because I like you very much. Thanks. Uh, do you want to talk about is is Xbox and Nintendo actually going to do anything? Like you're kind of teasing it here. You're much like Jesse. You're kind of tickling around there, right? You're giving mm. me a bit of a tease. You're giving a bit of a roll, a bit of a rub. But uh, I need you to let me know. Are we going there? Are we uh, saving that for later? What's, well, it's up to you. We can talk about it now. I'm checking the chat to see if Kato is still here because she'll keep me in check. Because again, she's probably the realist and I'm the like, who cares about actual business deals and what actually makes sense there's probably a trillion reasons why it doesn't make sense for game pass to come to to come to switch but i think yes damn it i think it is really you do eh i don't know man i I actually been thinking about this a long time and i I probably not (laughs) but i think it would be i think it would be great i think it would be like because here's the deal like i i think that the especially the switch light is one of the most perfect handheld devices i've ever i've ever played and when i i have the whole like you can play xCloud on your phone. You've got the, the Xbox controller with a little grapple and the grip thing that kind of connects yep. those two things together. It's unbalanced. It, it's it's awkward. It's a little bit weird, but it is a good, like it's obviously a good controller, but nothing quite feels as good as playing a Switch. If you're just going to have a little handheld thing, like the solution is what Nintendo created. And for that reason, I think it would be awesome to be able to play some of these Xbox games or the games that are on Xbox, X, uh, Game Pass on xCloud Play it on your Switch. That would be unbelievable to me. But I, I might be just wishing in the clouds, man, because Nintendo so doesn't need it. I'm so wishing a- with you on that. But there's one caveat to that wish that I think that the business side of, you know, I have a business, Justin, in my head, by the mm-hmm. way. That, you know, it speaks You're to welcome. me every now and then. And I think what That's it might scary. come down to is that 
it's going to be limited like the Game Pass PC is. Where if they do come out with Game Pass for the Switch, it's going to be limited like the Game Pass for the PC is, where only certain games are playable through the Switch. I see what you mean. I think so. There, there's a couple of different Game Pass sort of slices that are happening, yes. and I think if there's an additional slice, then it starts to get too confusing. And I, I don't necessarily want that. The, the, the X Cloud is the way that they just sort of unify this. It's not like you have different games for Android as you have for iOS. Like those games right. go across, and I would imagine if they were to go on to Nintendo, it would be, it would be that. But you're well, right. I think like, it that would be part of solution. that. I think you still get your X, you get your Game Pass Ultimate, where you get access to everything right. for that price. But mm. for those Nintendo people who just have Nintendo Switches and may they may offer a lower price, where it's just you know Game Pass for the Switch. And then yeah. you have access to maybe not the EA Play and all that kind of stuff, you know, with it. Yeah, I see Todd Oxtray in the chat. Uh, we have this conversation with each other via podcast uh, quite often that Xbox isn't reprogramming games for Switch. That's not the, and I'm glad he mentioned it because I just want to make sure that I'm clear. I'm not talking about that Game Pass. I'm talking about xCloud where it just, you connect to the internet and the game yes. you're playing over the cloud. So there is no reprogramming that is required. Correct. You're actually connecting to an Xbox somewhere in, I don't even know. Exactly That's why I was thinking the 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 Nintendo the the Switch version would be limited because they're not going to reprogram anything for it. Yeah, it makes me wonder if the the WebKit mini browser that's in the background of the Switch's OS is ha, is compatible enough, similar to what Safari does, to allow mm-hmm. an app to access that to do the streaming through a browser, just like say iOS and Android would. Yeah, it's yeah. Effectively, very little work at that point. It's 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 a mobile device for that from that at that point. Um, Cato I, in the in the chat says, "What would be the benefit to?" Yeah, I was I was going to ask you that. One. Also, I almost feel at times we should be pulling her in because let me tell you, she's lighting up the chat on fire and light you she's on. Good. I man. think I'm going to like chat with her tomorrow. Yeah, she's fun, man. She and I, I don't know that I really ever thought about this until just this moment. And and Cato challenges me on this on the Nintendo Drive as well, where I wonder if. If uh, xCloud on Switch would drive Xbox fans to buy Nintendo consoles, would like I wonder if that's a thing. If it's a, if it's a, new, a way for Nintendo to, to find new new customers because people would want to play, they would rather play xCloud on a Nintendo Switch. And I would be there, like I would be shouting that from the rooftops. Play that would be the best place to play xCloud. Hopefully, it'd be easier it's to find hardware versus finding an Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, now a couple, because there's no doubt, and I, and just as an FYI again, if you're in our Twitch chat, I have put up a poll right now. What is Xbox doing with Nintendo at E3? Is it a Smash character, Game Pass, X Cloud, or nothing Ooh. at all? So feel free to jump in there and vote as well. We, we, there is no doubt that Microsoft, and this is the question she's asking, Microsoft makes out on this relationship or this agreement, I think, much better off than Nintendo potentially. Right. Microsoft gets a hold into 85 million units that are already on the market. Yeah. Right. There's no doubt a massive foothold in the East where they struggle and they mm-hmm. always have struggled. Um, you know, so they're kind of Trojan in some ways are Trojan horsing themselves yeah. into the Eastern market. Um, but but yeah, the question is what and, and this goes back to your argument earlier, Sean. Nintendo probably doesn't care about the zeros. Yeah. Right. They got enough zeros. They got cash. They don't. They got a. They got a war chest. They survived the Wii U. They they've got a war chest. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's that's a great question. Is what is Nintendo getting out of it? Now, 
is but but I'd love to see a transfer rate of I have an Xbox and it and it and it forces me or it encourages me to buy mm-hmm. a you know I would almost wonder like what if there was like this and again maybe it goes to your statement and again crazy Justin a joint hardware together from Xbox and Nintendo. Now you're just talking crazy. The Nintendo, I know, right? Like a Nintendo PlayStation type of deal. Yeah, uh, crazy, yeah. right? Like a, maybe a Nintendo exclusive handheld hardware yeah. that is Xbox with built in. And people are talking about here, they were talking about earlier, they were also talking about the um, Nintendo Switch Online. There could be two tiers in Nintendo Switch Online. For $20 a month, you get the Xbox game, uh, X Cloud, and all the NOS stuff, or you just have the base model, which is just all the NOS stuff. I heard a lot of people talking about the different tiers and stuff. And my general take on it is that simpler is better. But I, I like I'm hearing it so much that like maybe I'm wrong on this one, that maybe the right answer is a whole bunch of different types of like at $7.99, you get this version. And then at $14.99, you get all this other stuff. And at $12.99, like I, that sounds complicated to me. I'm not really sure, but it does seem like that's what everybody jumps to as a solution. Another thing about like what does Nintendo get out of it? I wonder too like what their thoughts are on competition. They don't you don't often think about what are Nintendo thinking when it comes to PlayStation or Google Stadia or Amazon and it like they might want to just be in control uh more than anything. They don't want to just see what happens. So a partnership with Microsoft on this might might give them that element of control where they can dictate the future of games especially as you mentioned in Japan where yeah. PlayStation really is like PlayStation's a big deal. And yeah. maybe one of their ways to counter if they're not going to be, you know, matching them on on power and the games that are available on PlayStation, there's just going to be totally different games available on Xbox and PlayStation versus what's available on Nintendo Switch. And Game Pass would allow them to fill that gap for them where they'll have like the Nintendo games and then they could also have the games that PlayStation typically has. But you think about the games that go on on Xbox and PlayStation, there's like a 90% crossover. There's really only like 10% of games that are exclusive to either one platform. You know what I mean? Like there's a couple first party stuff that happens with Xbox. There's a couple first party stuff that happens on PlayStation. There's some exclusive deals, but it really amounts to like maybe a dozen a year or something out of the hundreds mm-hmm. and thousands of games that, that come out every single year. So it'd be very interesting what Nintendo would get out of, out of xCloud. It's access to games that they wouldn't normally be able to operate on their system through this streaming service. So that could be interesting yeah. as well to just give it the the uh, the what for to PlayStation. Yeah, I also think it's access to uh, the the older games like Banjo Kazooie and stuff that they lost. Yeah, and now they would get access to a lot of the older games that they used to have. Um, but and speaking Justin to your to your um, physical hardware, you know, crossover thing, <laughs> it's possible that if there is a true Xbox or Game Pass. You know, software that we get on the switch maybe there's a bundle where you get green joy cons you know xbox green joy cons oh, yeah. with, with the switch you know for yeah. a, a special bundle in the in the holidays or something uh i see gamer gamer dad in the youtube chat says xbox nintendo hardware will never happen <laughs> gaming dad you're probably right but for a moment for a moment we can dream together you know stream see what happens all right, let's see how this poll is shaking out, by the way. Um, so we have uh, 29% of the people say uh, Smash character, 29% say uh, xCloud, 43% say nothing, and yeah. nobody thinks it's Game Pass. Nobody thinks it's Game Pass. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't even think it would be Game Pass. xCloud would be perhaps something. Game Pass doesn't really make much sense at all. I don't know why you gave that as an option, Justin. 
That was kind of silly. Just because xCloud is rolled into the Game Pass, right? So One person yeah. now thinks it's going to be Game Pass. It was probably you. You went and voted. Just because you? you said it. Yeah, they were like, oh, I mean, we feel, yeah. bad, feel bad for it. It, it could be interesting too to see. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's none of these things. Maybe it's more just crossplay stuff. Um, Borderlands Three. I actually, this is the thing. Borderlands Three just announced that crossplay mm. is not happening, uh, or it is happening on everything except for PlayStation. Yep. And personally, this impacts me greatly because I have Borderlands Three on PlayStation and um, played it with my wife for a little bit, and I didn't enjoy it all that much i felt like the hardware was a little bit underpowered some things like getting into the menu system took me a really long time um so i stopped playing it but then i heard okay crossplay is coming for borderlands that was promised from the beginning so i bought it on sale on xbox and figured when they enable crossplay i will play on my xbox and chelsea will play on her playstation because that's where she likes to play and then they announced that it's not actually happening and it's like that really that really stinks so this totally you could can be blame more sony for that of course, so, of course. So the, the, the partnership could be more cross-play coming. It could be as just, simple as that. Just to understand here, Sean, I could play you on my Google Stadia. Stadia. Stadia on Borderlands 3. Yeah. With you on your Xbox, but not PlayStation. I believe so. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm actually surprised that it's actually on Stadia to be I, like, that's I got my, it for I got it hit. for a tenor. Good for you. That's that's, that's pretty it's good. A banger of a deal. That's pretty right? good. Yeah, I think that's worth it. Yeah. Stand, yeah. I think most people paid more for an Ouya, so I think you're on right? top there. Yeah. I think I'm winning. Yeah, I think you're doing all right. And I've got a playable version of Cyberpunk. Ha <laughs> I, I found my Ouya in a closet a few months ago. And you were like, ooh, yeah. Pretty much. Nice. All right. Let's the the chat was was lighting off. We're going to continue to go through again. We're stuck on Xbox, uh, but we're going to move on uh, as well. On the June 13th at uh, 315, uh, Square Enix will be having a show. PC Gaming is having a show at some point later that day as well. Future Games a show. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff that we don't really care about. All right. Moving on. OK, so let's talk about some other interesting stuff. Nintendo is apparently... Apparently, am I correct here? Setting up a Nintendo museum? It looks huge. Yes. Jesse, tell me more. Yeah, so this came in on a, a Japanese press release. This wasn't in released in North America. So the, the Nintendo's Uji Ogara plant that used to manufacture Hanafuda and playing cards, in addition to being a repair center, will be updated to be a Nintendo gallery where they plan on having Nintendo's historical products showcased with exhibits and experiences being available to the public, a planned completion by March 2024. Okay. Going to Japan in 2024, guys. Yeah, right? (laughs) Head over to Patreon backslash Nintendo Dance. (laughs) Yikes. Live episode from Japan. Right, man, this would be pretty cool. Uh, a Nintendo museum in Japan. Would you, Sean? You'd go, yeah, if you could. Man, I'd love to go to Japan, and yeah. now with the whole like, yeah, Universal Studios and everything, which is looking pretty good. It's um, you know, anybody who's been to the uh, the store in New York City, that's oh. like a that's a microcosm of what I imagine yeah. this to be, and it, like that's a pretty special experience for anybody who's really been there. I think, um, yeah, I think. It's 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 really awesome to see Nintendo starting to embrace that to like you know it it could seem maybe that they're being a little bit bullish on how much they're they're like maybe thinking they're bigger than they are but I like it that they they got the museum they're they're putting themselves in amusement parks they're doing the movies like I I think this is all part and parcel of what that what that really means and solidifying mm -hmm. themselves as a massive 
like real gift to yeah. entertainment in our lifetime. You know, yeah. they, they've been into our starting in arcades over 40 years ago, and they've been a toy and card company for almost 140 years. So they've mm-hmm. got a history. You yeah, know, that's something to be proud of. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to see Nintendo really kind of actually lean in. Mm-hmm. on their IP, right? And this was a decision they made about five years ago, give or take, right? When yeah. they were really struggling in the Wii U. This was, this was kind of an actual like happy byproduct of the Wii U struggling when they were coming to, uh, you know, coming hat in hand, essentially stockholders being like, oh, this is not going well. And they're like, so what are you going to do about this it? This was like, Iwata's direction, right? Yeah, this was under Iwata's direction of kind of like, well, let's diversify, right? Let's really get, let's really kind of, I don't want to say cash in because that's the wrong word to use there, but I think in some ways cash in on our IP and really go beyond just video games, right? Go on to their pillars. They had just those pillars, right? So those exactly right. Where we've got like, where are we on that Mario movie? It's got to be coming up soon, right? It's like next year, isn't it? By illumination. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen anything on that yet. (gasps) Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a 40 minute trailer of the, of the, of the uh, said software maybe that's what they were trying to divert our attention away from mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly uh and of course they just recently got into children's books and if you're interested in children's books ladies and gentlemen on our youtube channel right now uncle timothy alf will read to you the latest super mario kids book you can put the iphone up to your kids turn on tim and he will read you turn on tim is the wrong words turn tim on <laughs> nope still not right either Play Tim. Nope, that's not it either. Wow, you're just mm. striking out. Not working out there. Click it is Tim. story time with Tim. Story time with Tim. And yeah. you can have Tim watch your watch your kids. Nope. Dang it. All right. Nonetheless, I digress. <laughs> yep. Is and I don't give away the one? ending year either. So you still have to go out and buy the book in order to get the ending. Really? Sorry, Sean, what'd you ask? How many books are they? Is it just like the golden book thing? The, the, yeah, is it's that what just a little about? golden book, yeah. Is it it's just the one with the red cover? Yeah, we got that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Tim it, did it, a... reads like, it reads like an instruction booklet. If anybody has it, like, it, really? it's like, these are all the characters. These are the power-ups. These are his buddies. And this is sort of like the story. It's like, it's like an old- You're giving away too much, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know which power-ups or which buddies. Yeah, true, it's a beautiful, it's a, and it, it looks great. Oh, I love here, that there we go. Yeah. Yep. There you go. A little golden book. Yep. I did a little reading of it, and I did not read like the last- say four pages of it so yeah, did you get to the last page did you the last bedroom. page tim and you went and that's it for good for tonight good night everyone and then you put the book away and you went, that was creepy and you slowly walked outside the room and just left your camera on because that's i'm hoping i did not do that that is not what i did sorry tim. i actually right. read to the the end very quietly and they said that's it everybody oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right uh, last couple pieces of kind of interesting, really, you know what, man, I wish this was around when I was in high school. Nintendo is partnering with play versus or play VS to bring esports to high school varsity athletic programs, Holy. including super smash brothers, ultimate and Splatoon two for the fall of 2021 with suit with Mario Kart eight deluxe occurring in spring, 2022, Sean Capri, if we were 20 years younger. Holy Do you mean living our best life? No kidding. Get A plus. Is this like a is this like a gym class type of deal? Like do you get grades on this? this we get a letter amazing. jacket. No, this, this, I want a no, letter this, jacket. This is a this, this is like a varsity program. Varsity like, oh, esports. Snap. It's esports, my man. 
Well, I get the esports thing, but yeah, no, like the, the varsity thing kind of oddly yeah. enough makes much sense to me. We don't have varsity here, I don't think, or at least I never knew about it because I'm not athletic. But uh dude, that's the letter jacket. That sounds awesome. That actually is amazing. Yeah. Um we I mean, it's about time, but really what has happened, Justin, is we as kids, we would have thought that would have been great for school. Well, guess what? We got old and yes. now we're in charge and we're yep. making this stuff happen. That's the right. dorks are in charge, and now we got esports happening at schools. Yep. So I actually really funny. Uh, University of Lethbridge has announced an hey. official esports team that they are forming for mm-hmm. their scholarships programs. And I was That's like, awesome. man, is I wonder if I can jump in. They're looking for like coaches or looking for just people to help out. You know, you like know it's going to be such- the sad part is when you realize that coaches are like at their prime at 30. I know, you know right? Like, I'm too old to be a coach, man. Right? Not even, let alone a player. Uh, <laughs> Sean, I'm turning for I'm turning forty next I month. Know, Sean, man. you and I, our birth. Mm-hmm. Are you guys? You and I are birthday buddies, aren't we? Are we like I a day apart? Close. End of July. End, end of what, July. What's yeah. your date? July 20, 28. Hey, 28, 28, 28, 28. Yeah. 23rd. Twenty third. Twenty third. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah, birthday see, buddies. They're crying about just turning forty. I didn't say nothing about forty. Yeah, you said twenty years ago is. Like 30 years ago for me. <laughs> mm, it's okay. What it's okay. is it about this that makes me feel like out of all the things that have happened in esports over the years, like it's obviously a gigantic thing on the planet. And this is the one that I go, huh, this esports thing seems pretty legitimate. Like now that it's in schools, <laughs> like it seems like this is the this is the move that really steps it up in my brain. Yeah. I, I haven't even told my son about the story yet. You know, if I, when I do, him, his first thought was, I, I wish I was five years younger. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's because it's Nintendo that makes it legitimate for you, Sean? I, yeah, I think it is because it's Nintendo and games that I know about and like can understand and I can play. Like, I feel like I'm kind of like part of that yeah. it's like league of legends is enormous but i'm like i don't i couldn't even tell if you showed yeah. me a screenshot of league of legends i like i don't know if that's that or doba moba or dota or whatever the hell. yeah yeah so I it think feels more pro- it feels more approachable right yeah yeah and and the thing is like it's kind of amazing it just goes to show the thing about like nintendo games is that it's there for like yeah. three-year-olds four-year-olds five-year-olds and it's also there for like the top tier of gaming like that's kind of yeah. how do you make games like that how do you make games that scale like that where you can put it on auto drive or, you know, shave hundreds of a second off of your Mario Kart track time. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I, and I do think it's, you know, it's again, just a great example. I, I loved your commentary though before of like, yeah, games like something like Dota or, you know, uh, League of Legends feels yeah. so cumbersome. Feels, Dota is the feels, game, MOBA is the genre. Yeah, yeah feel, <laughs> it, feels, it feels like you're not able to get into it, right? But when you see something like a Mario Kart, Right. Everyone can play Mario Kart. It's mm-hmm. universally. It's kind of like everyone can do it, whether you're good at it. Like it's easy to learn, hard to master. Yeah. And I think that's the interesting part about it. And Nintendo crafts that so well. Splatoon 2 is a great example of it there, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's also is... simple to understand if you were to watch it. Like if you just mm-hmm. see like it, mm-hmm. it, it looks like other things that you've you've seen maybe on on sports before. And I've said the same thing actually about virtual reality, where like Nintendo could be the one to make virtual reality go mainstream. Like if they leaned mm-hmm. into it, they they have the IP to go ahead and do that. They could make it fun and put their little spin on it. And that would do it. And for, I remember you and, and Bobby I, talking about that a lot. The super the virtual boy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously that's what you would have to call it. And for esports, I think that's why I'm kind of reflecting on like, why did that just, that's the, the big deal for me. It's, I think it's a similar type of thing is it is so it's even more mainstream than how as, as big as e- esports has become. It's like, well, Nintendo, everybody knows. So yeah. it, it can, maybe it can. And, and also it's because it's for the kids. 
right? Yeah. It's almost like it's a, um, it, it, it's a, and it's like an incubator. They're mm-hmm. going to get, you're going to get these kids. You're going to have them training for it. It's um, something that is, I don't know, just real. So it's actually legitimate. It's not like this pipe dream that you might yeah. be able to go make some team somewhere else someday. It's like, it makes it so accessible. Like every, mm-hmm. every kid wants to go all the, all the athletic kids, they want to go play for the soccer team or for the football team. And now there's another option for kids to do at their school. And they don't have to be the best in the city to go ahead and do that or the, the best in the state or province. They just have to be like, you know, competitive enough within their school. And I think that is, that's why it kind of hits me. And I, this is the first I've heard about it is when you guys just announced, I didn't know this was a thing until just now. So that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that the part that will disappoint a lot of kids is because it's, will be, it's, it's, it will be considered a varsity program, just like football or baseball or soccer or whatever else means they'll, Based on the rules in their school districts, they're probably going to have to get a physical every year, even though all they're doing is playing games. No <laughs> way, really, really. Uh, unless they make it, unless they make a change. I know that, that the, the, you know, our school district. If you're if you are an athlete, if you are in a varsity program, you have to have a physical every year. And it wouldn't surprise hmm. me if that they ended up falling into this first. Hmm. And, Interesting. Until, <laughs> uh, like my hmm. like my my kids. Both of my two of my kids did bowling for multiple years. Like my daughter, they need a physical. They needed a physical for for bowling. Interesting. And my Interesting. daughter made state her senior year. Oh well, good for her. That's great. Hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, let's move on. I do want to answer this. Uh, Gaming Dad asks, "How many times have you guys checked Nintendo's Twitter page today?" Uh, Gaming <laughs> I Dad. Have... Gaming Dad. That is that is such a rookie, rookie move. I have auto notification set up for my Twitter. That's what I was about so to say. it just if automatically they, tells me when Nintendo tweets, I don't have to look. Twitter tells me. <laughs> Who's the sucker? This guy. I'm just kidding. Gaming dad. We love fact, I, I noticed that, you know, I, my Twitter client that I have up doesn't always tell me every tweet that comes in. I'll get notification of a tweet that comes in, but I'll look on my desktop and it's not there. I have to yep. actually go into my phone to find it. I love this. Auntie Marco says kids losing their scholarships because they tested positive for G fuel. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Awesome. (laughs) Oh man. But seriously, Sean, I feel like if we were, if, 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 uh, if we were 25 years younger, or 20 years younger, we would totally be doing this. Well, here's the deal. What is actually going to happen, and you guys will sell the movie rights for a high price. You coach a team in Lethbridge. I'll coach a team here in Edmonton, and we'll see you at Provincials, my friend. We'll see you at Provincials. You know what? My team's already made up of two kids. How would yours sit now? You got two kids. Let's go Masson. You got three kids? Yeah, well, like, they're not mine. I just, like, found them on the street you're like hey oh, okay i need, I need no, to like legitimately i've got my kids mm-hmm. i've got mm-hmm. two i even went i even went to found like the local kid who was really good at splatoon and he's like no more splatoon i gotta i gotta move on and i'm like nah kid you gotta come back out of retirement we got <laughs> you got this one more chance for you to be great and he's like all right i'll do it i'll come back for you but only for you capri it's i love it of the mighty ducks it's either the mighty ducks <laughs> or top gun i think it's mighty yeah. ducks and top gun coming back in together yeah but all of it all of it i'm there for you know what i'm saying i'm mm-hmm. there for mm-hmm all right, let's move on to some more stuff. Uh, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this on our show, Jesse. I swear every time you are the person who writes the notes. Atari is finally getting a release date to the public. It's June 15th. It's going to be available at Mike. What the hell is Micro Center? <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry if you don't know this, but it, it, it's a computer it's parts a store. It's a U.S. store. 
It's U.S. You know, there is probably only twelve or fifteen in the in the country. So, so like, is it like the U.S. equivalent of Radio Shack? Radio Shack. Yep. A, um, a bigger Radio Shack on steroids. Yeah, Radio yeah. Shack, Best Buy size. Okay. All right. Well, apparently, <laughs> it's available at Micro Center, GameStop, Best Buy, and Atari VCS dot com. Yeah, there was Jesse. Tweets, there was tweets uh, oh, this afternoon that Best Buy had pre order links up already. <laughs> That, that's why Best Buy's websites are breaking. It's because we're pre-ordering Ataris. That's right. Man, good, good stuff. Jesse, how hyped are you for this? If you had to get like a scale of one to 10, how many artisanal sandwiches out of 10 are you hyped for this? Um, zero. Remember, really? I, I already have one of these units and I oh, did right. a video on it and I haven't touched it since I did that video. <laughs> Then why are we putting it in the chat? Oh, you're killing me here. For the lulls? Oh, you're killing me here. Uh, Mecha Dragon, how dare you compare Ra- Micro Center to Radio Shack? Thank you very much. Micro Center is awesome. Uh, wow, there's a lot of people coming at me for Micro Center stuff. Nice I going, am- Justin. Uh, uh, so, hold, hold on. <clears throat> uh, so, sorry, eh? Uh, sorry. I didn't know. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, good for you, eh? Your, Maybe it's like uh, our, our memory express. Maybe it's kind of like that. Yeah. Or, or, or should I say Micro Center is Radio Shack on G Fuel? You know, it doesn't work the second time. It doesn't. I no, appreciate doesn't. you trying I it. Tried. Damn, I tried. But I love your energy. I love your energy. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I like reusing someone else's joke. That's. I did see <laughs> that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, oh boy. Oh boy. We're going to keep moving on folks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even really, okay, well, let's go. Uh, let's move on to let's discuss. We're not doing this rumor. Cause we already talked about this. Let's, let's go to, we just let's discuss. John Capri, you've sat here for an hour and 15 minutes. Just ramble a hot That's mess it? of a hot mess of a uh, podcast. We have finally got to why you actually want to be here, why you genuinely care other than hanging out for us. Uh, Sean, road to E3, your Nintendo predictions. Man, this is all you. I want to hear them. I oh. want to lather them. I want to sit in them. Lather. I want to soak them. I want to put them all over my body. Uh, I'm going to write them <laughs> on my forehead. Going to uh, do some squat. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I got, I got lost bank. in. Yes, I got, yeah, I think I we got to leave the room again. I got lost in some other <laughs> Twitch channels recently. I apologize. Uh, Sean, what's sure. going on with your stuff? You just want me to like rattle them all off? You want to? You, just, just... you know, here's the deal. I just booked. Uh, I they 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 did the announcement. They're going to do the thing on the Tuesday, and then I immediately went to the little uh, human resources portal on my company. Yeah. yeah. And I said, yeah, Tuesday off would be great. You know what else would yeah. be great? Monday as well. I'm going to take Monday off as well. So I've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm all in on E3, man. They're cutting it close, though, you guys. Let's they, go. Like, they're not very respectful, I got to say. Like, if I threw a party and it was like, hey, it's happening tomorrow, you'd be pretty pissed at me because you'd want to be there, but you wouldn't right. be able to make it because you got other plans. Not yeah. cool. Not cool. But here not we are. Cool. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm just glad that they're doing it. And I love E3. Yeah. I love this time of year. This is what it's we're. The best this time. is what. This is what starts most people into like podcasting and content creation because yeah. they see E3, the predictions. It's so much fun, man. I love it. Well, I want. I want you to start me off with one of your oh, first predictions. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, well, I did take to Twitter and I and I just asked anybody out there if they could just provide me with some predictions and I would pass them off on my own. That not, sounds appropriate. Not any credit. Yep. So I'll start with that one. I like yep. this one. Uh, I will give the credit though. Chris at Chris HL ninety four said, "Here's a great one for you to oh. use." <laughs> The NHL, moment you read the name, I was like, what? NHL 94 comes to the Nintendo Switch. And I got to say, that is, um, it's awesome. But it's also like, and it's also very Nintendo. The game is like a year old. Uh, but 
what it is, in case people don't know, is it's it's the the old game, um, NHL '94, but with current rosters. You play with Connor McDavid. You play with whoever that Austin Matthews guy over in in Leafsland. Um, it's 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 great, and it's perfect for Switch. Wow, it would be Chris is very sneaky. Chris is very sneaky. Did he dedicate like his entire like Twitter handle? To like NHL night, like he seems like yeah. he kind of likes this game. Yeah, Chris is Chris has leaned in a little bit on this one, and God bless him. Like I, we've all said, like we've all said, when the game comes out, Chris, we will pay for it for you. Like we will, we will buy it for you. And if there's some way that I can set up time with a developer and you can interview them, we will do these things because Chris. And here's the reality: I don't, I, don't, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. It is a great idea. Yeah, and yeah. it is such an EA thing that they could mm-hmm. do that. But EA like and it's and and could it play on the Switch? Yeah, yeah. Like easily. Like there's like there's like here's the thing. I mean, we we bust Chris's chops because he th- he comes in here and he throws us around all the time. Like Sean, here's a, here's the point. There is such there is such a game about this that two weeks ago we said every time NHL '94 is mentioned in the chat or on the podcast, you need to have a drink. And yeah. I'm really concerned about the amount of people who died. Because oh, of no. poisoning. Oh, all right, like I'm really concerned. Oh man. Um. So this is a no brainer. I really legitimately think this is a no brainer, but it's with EA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't have faith in the brain. Yeah. Well, are you afternoon is also no brainer. And we've seen where that went. Are you yeah. keeping track of, cause they did announce that there's, I don't know what it was, seven or nine seven. games that are coming, that are coming to switch from EA and yeah. they've released a few of them. I don't know if you've got like the tally so far and how many <laughs> we're expecting to get. Cause th- that has something to do with my predictions as well. Maybe for tomorrow night, Justin Masson, when we Ooh. record for the Nintendo. Drive all right. Program. All right. All right. Uh, I think they're pretty, I think they're at seven or I yeah. think they had seven. I think they're at like six. Um, mm. I have to take a, I have to take a look at it. Yeah. Um, but I think like, like it was FIFA, it was apex. There was some, yeah. uh, burnouts in there. Plants there and, was, plants and um, zombies, plants and plants. zombies. Uh, there was sea of solitude. Oh, right? is that like one the, of them? Oh, yeah. Man. There was an EA yeah, original. Right. Uh, mm. and also are, also are, are we counting knockout city? Cause knockout city is an EA original. Ooh, that's right too. Oh, wah, 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 wah. Look right. Just keeping track Look of at EA. the big of brain you. of this guy. That's why I'm like, if knockout city can be on that, why is, why is NHL not on it? Sorry, go well, ahead. And, Sean. Well, I mean, there's other EA games I would love to see on there too. And again, you know, I'm just going to tell you my real prediction that will say on the Nintendo drive as well. Sims 4, where the hell is Sims 4? It would be perfect Ooh. on Switch. People would go absolutely bonkers for it. Yeah. It's a, maybe the only reason is, I feel like it's a similar audience as the Animal Crossing audience, but people would mm-hmm. lose their minds. Um, I think the Sims had a great game on 3DS as well, and I think it's about time. I think that would be that would be a bit of a banger, as they say. Sean, because you revealed one that you were going to reveal tomorrow night when I'm guest showing on, or guesting on your show, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one of mine. You showed oh, me yours. I'm going you. to show you mine. All right. I'll, I'll look. Um, right. It's on, it's on EA as well. Mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order coming oh, to the Nintendo Switch cloud version. You can see it. I mean, the cloud just makes everything possible. Because it's already on Google Stadia. 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 And all they need to do is move the architecture over. Yeah. Thanks for getting on that train with me, Justin. You're welcome, buddy. I love you. I appreciate you. We're going to do this together. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be the year of dreams. Have you played it? Did you ever yeah, play somewhere else? Good. Yeah. It's a good I game. Like it. yeah, yeah. It's a really good game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be, okay. it'd be, it'd be, it'd be an interesting um, over under to do on how many games will show up as a, as a cloud game. 
right? Like how many are going to show up like a Resident Evil? I think they did Resident Evil 7 in Japan was streaming and then Control yeah. was here, which actually was pretty decent. Hitman so, yeah, 3 on, was I, here. Which one? Sorry. Hitman 3 was here. Hitman 3. Yeah. Day and day with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I could see I could see them doing at least one one cloud game uh, during yep. the E3. Like it's not going to take over. Right. And I don't think that they really want to confuse the message at all that like that there's a bunch of these games that are coming over in a cloud sort of scenario. I think they're just still testing it one game at a time. But that's yeah. a that's a that's a good guess. I think it's a little old, but um, but it's okay. I, I don't think that really matters in Nintendo Land these days. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, mm-hmm. Sean, what else you got? Ooh, are we not going to? Go oh, we can. Board? Jesse, what do you have, sir? I I don't have anything. I didn't. Okay, awesome. so so because we're going to get a, we're definitely going to get a Switch Pro. Like the assumption is that there's going to be new hardware, and you cannot launch new hardware without a racing game. That's right, Justin Masson. With all the 60 frames that you're going to get from your new Switch Pro, new Nintendo Switch Pro U Super Deluxe, F-Zero is coming back, man. You got to launch a new console with all the blazing speed with the fastest racing game that's ever been made. Give me F-Zero into my veins, man. All the music, they had the greatest tracks on the Mario Kart and all the fun. I would love to see F-Zero come back. And I know what everybody's calling for this with the predictions that you do in Nintendo Land. You just run through the roster, the franchise, and you go, that one's coming back. This one, at least I'm, launch- uh, I'm, a- I'm attaching to some form of logic in that you should launch a new console with a racing game. And what better thing than F-Zero for Nintendo? Let's do it. I like it. All right. Or All right. Star Fox Racing. Okay. Tim, what do you think of this? What, what, do you got a prediction to add on to this? Or what are you thinking? I thought Sean was going to go with with the pro that there would be a Forza game that Microsoft's going to bring Forza to the Switch. <laughs> I think I've said enough craziness about Xbox wow. uh, tonight. <laughs> there would be a Forza game for the Switch. How's that? Interesting, interesting. So Star Force or F Zero, eh? I I think Nintendo has buried that franchise, buddy. I think so. I, I think so too. I love your energy and your enthusiasm, but I see in the chat here F Zero ninety nine. It'll oh, show up as cool. a 99 game, yeah, right? That'd be like that'll be, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's be honest. I re- I say my real prediction. And then 97 the people <laughs> fall <laughs> off the first curve. <laughs> yeah. And who I, the hell knows what's going on? Like the, what we're gonna get into tomorrow, and we'll say it here as well, Justin. Is that like who knows what's gonna happen? No, yeah. There is of, of all the of all the platforms to predict for, Nintendo should be the most fun because none of us know anything. Yeah. You know, maybe if I'm and and this won't show up tomorrow. Like this is a. Like off the top of my head, like I just I, I alluded to it before. What is happening with Zelda? Like, what? Yeah. How are we going to see Zelda show up? I think it would be interesting to see if they're going to do a bundle or separate um, packages for um, Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD. Uh, but my real prediction that I made for this show is that I would love to see a Link Between Worlds HDified oh, for nice. the Nintendo Switch. I absolutely adore that game i think would you probably my favorite to would you do a bundle in that would you do a link to the past and link between worlds like a kind of bundled uh package do you know what i mean yeah yeah like because you're already in that you're if you're already doing the one you're doing in that art style the only thing that keeps me from that is that you can play a link i think can't you play a link between or a link to the past on super nintendo like switch online yeah you can still kind of play like that jesse i thought that was funny what are you guys giggling about over here? <laughs> We're laughing at Quag311 says Tim likes his vroom vrooms. Justin likes his shooty shooties. Jesse likes his grindy grindies. Grindy yes. grindies. <laughs> nice. That's what I was laughing at. That's that a so shirt. Funny. That's your guys' new shirt. <laughs> right? We got to have one for Marty. What's Marty's? You got vroom vroom, shooty shooties, grindy grindies. Little, little picture of your head next to each one. Oh, yeah. Marty can end with a woo. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Can have that one I love that. So would, would you do in the art? Sorry. Would you in the art style of a, a Link's Awakening that they just redid? That um, chibi. Well, a link to, a link to wait. A link Link's to Awakening. Pass would be, Link Between Worlds has is a great art. Yeah, well, I, I know. Like I would just want it to be yeah. just okay. just HD assets, but yeah, okay. The, okay. yeah. I, I don't, and it's I, that was the perfect. What they did for Link's Awakening was perfect because it was just yeah. so you had to totally transform what that game was because it was because it was Game Boy. Some of these other yeah. ones, like uh, anything with like classic pixel art, I don't know that I would imagine it being transformed in quite the similar way. And a Link Between Worlds was gorgeous. I just want that looking like like great on a 720p screen on my Switch, and and off you go from there. But yeah, I'd like to. I just don't know. Like, what do you think? Are they going to lean into this 35th anniversary? Is the Skyward Sword HD all we're going to get? Like, are we going to get a? Are we going to get a special I, edition hardware? Nintendo's going to Nintendo. This out? Yeah, or maybe Nintendo's going to Nintendo. Yeah, I <laughs> well, so Breath of the Wild. I know the Nintendo pals last week. Um, you know, God bless uh, Andros. And what Mitch. a show! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was, was fire. How am I supposed to follow up to that? That was one of the right. One of the Andros best. and Mitch showed up. You, you know, what I'm saying 328 Just, of these things, 329. That was that's one for the ages. That's flag that one. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Flag mm-hmm. that one. Um, his commentary is he's like, yeah, we're gonna basically get like uh, nine. Like in the next nine months, we're getting every remake. Like German I, nine, like nine, like German nine. nine. Like, <laughs> like we're going to get them all. I don't, nine. I don't think, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think know. we're going to get like maybe a bundle. I could see a, um, uh, Wind Waker Twilight Princess bundle. I could see that. Which bundle? I could see Sorry, Sky- the Jesus bundles or Jesus sandals <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> Jesus sandals, Mitch. Oh. We should we should commission someone to make a shirt that says that for him. honestly. Um, my thought is is Wind Waker and um, Twilight Princess. We'll get a bundle there. That kind of makes that. sense. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Skyward Sword is going to be July. Um, I I don't know if I don't know. And then we're gonna have Breath of the Wild two in there. And Does I think and, and they're gonna to, to bundle them though, like to pair them up and then to have Skyward like on its own. Like that seems yeah, strange. That's a good I could, point. I, if Nintendo's gonna Nintendo. Each one of those suckers is going to be sixty dollars a piece. Then why didn't they? Then why didn't they break up um, Sunshine and Galaxy? I had, well, COVID. The, well, the Sunshine. The, the weird well, thing about the, the All Stars is that you didn't get, to you didn't get Galaxy Two. That was the strangest yeah. part about it. Yeah. And yeah. even with the precedent with the original All Stars, we did get four games. Yeah. Would have been awesome if you got. I think we're still going to get those games too. eventually. Just split up, not in the same package, and you get them digitally. But um, yeah, because Wind Waker on its own on the switch would be astronomical. It would be enormous, you know? And I just don't know if like they need even to do it, if they need to squeeze it all into one year, like you could, I could actually see them doing uh skyward sword this year. Next year is twilight princess. The year after that is wind waker or something like that, where you're going to get an HD Zelda game um, one per year. That probably would make more sense to let the Zelda games kind of breathe a little bit rather than trying to squeeze it all in. It kind of depends on what else they've got going on. If they I think if they're they going to give four swords in the online yeah i'd love so to with see nso you get stuff. four swords mm-hmm. yeah andros is clarifying he believes they're going to all be 100 percent separated by the way there's no bundles yeah um and see, and kato yeah. kato's coming in with fire mm-hmm. 60 dollars and they disappear after a month gone yeah yeah if you didn't Sounds buy it your own right. fault mm-hmm. yeah i really I, can't stand that stuff but no it's garbage you right? don't yet own Absolute switch garbage. it's your own fault right yeah, I'm. I'm more interested in seeing it. You know, beyond the games, what other collabs will Nintendo do to celebrate Zelda? 
Yeah. Right. Are we going to see a Zelda clothing line, a Zelda Lego set? Are we going to see yeah. like, what are they, what are they actually going to do? Cause they, they, they pulled in some of those things for, for, for Mario, but like, it, it feels like, it feels like they didn't really give a good set. Like if Mario's your top tier character yeah. in your franchise, and that's the celebration you gave him last year, like my bar is set real low. That's true. For Zelda. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. And we've hey. been around this. We've been around this uh, a few times before, where we think, "Well, next time they have a major milestone anniversary to celebrate, like they'll learn from the last one." But they don't. They just no. keep. It's pretty. Uh, so like, you're talking like about Moles. comparing. I like Moles' talking- suggestion. What's he saying? King Dodongo and Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, well, you guys are talking about comparing things, right? So. How do you compare what how Nintendo did Mario for their anniversary versus what Sega did with Sonic's anniversary? Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I think yeah, like that's the thing, right? And maybe it's because of the fact it was a pandemic. I don't know, but like it just it just felt a little Mail a little in. rough. I don't know. Yeah, it really did, mm-hmm. right? And maybe and maybe they're gonna give more love to Zelda. I don't know. I don't I don't really know. It's funny because there seems to be a conversation happening on Twitter. I've seen where like who's more popular, Sonic or or Zelda? Yeah, and that's all like, thanks to kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is that where it actually started? Blessing started. Blessing. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, good for them. That's um, a ridiculous conversation. <laughs> but that, and this is where maybe we as Nintendo fans we just set ourselves up for maybe a little bit of disappointment coming out of this E3 because I think some of us, and maybe I'm just doing it, do not really doing ourselves a favor by bringing it up i don't know that many people have been even thinking about zelda's 35th i don't even know if we were going to talk about it tonight if i didn't bring it up and it's like maybe we shouldn't think about it just be glad we're getting skyward sword hd it's not even my favorite it's not even, it might be my least favorite 3d zelda game and here i am thinking i think i might just buy it because i kind of want to just play a zelda game this summer yeah it's right around my birthday I might treat myself if i don't treat myself i cheat myself and right i mean there's a lot of that game that i really do like honestly like i really it's a very very lovely Zelda story, and I'd still like to see a new 2D Zelda. That's where that's where my heart lies. To be honest, like Lincoln is Link because of 2D Zelda, not because of Ocarina of Time or any of the 3D stuff. It's really the 2D Zeldas are my favorite. That's why my actual prediction was uh, Link Between Worlds. I want that in HD. I wouldn't put it past uh, uh, them to do that one because I remember that Bowser Doug Bowser did say they were supposed to be porting more 3DS games to the Switch, yeah. but we just never saw as much. I don't think. I mean, we got Metopia so far, so yeah, I'd be still... I'd, I'd be okay with that. I'd I'll re- yeah. I'd replay that again. I'd play Minish Cap again. I don't think that's mm-hmm. ever been re released outside of virtual consoles. Yeah, bust out your Wii U virtual console. I really want a new game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, Sean, what else you got on that list, buddy? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I, I don't know if this is unique to me. I think a couple people have maybe said something along the lines of this, but Persona 4 Golden on oh. Switch would be amazing. I would buy that all over again. I could mm. see it absolutely happening. Uh, it made its way over to PC pretty recently. I think that uh, I don't, but you know, the whole is it console exclusive to PlayStation and that would allow it to go to play uh, to PC. But I mean, it's been a long time and people yeah, should it, play it, Persona. I don't. It's it's been ten years since I yeah. was on the Vita, so it's... Sony forgets like the paper that they sign. It's like it's it's lost or burnt up or something like that or faded, <laughs> so it doesn't even doesn't even count anymore. But I'd love to see Persona on on Switch. Any as many RPGs onto Switch as as humanly possible because I originally played it on the Vita. 
And that allowed me to put in as many hours into it as I did. Very similar to Breath of the Wild, honestly. Like, I, I think like I put the grindy grindies, right? The grindy grindies. Yep. With the, the teenage girls. What? Justin, mm. huh? Nope. You can back Just yourself out of that this one. one. Just going to sit in this yeah, one. Okay. Dark mm-hmm. territory here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. Uh, do you want another one or do you want to yeah. talk about well, that? Well, I want to, maybe, maybe I'm going to ask you, I'm going to do a little bit of fishing with you here. Okay. A little bit of a, I'm going to throw one out there and see what you all think right. of it. Speaking of the, you just kind of, you just kind of, you know, you're, you're throwing around, you're throwing around RPGs. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's Monolith uh, what's doing uh, nowadays? What are what's, they doing? Uh, what's, uh, what's the next uh, Xenoblade going to be? Uh, it's funny. I was watching the Nintendo Shack just before coming over here to. Boo. Sorry, just a natural reaction. I apologize. <laughs> you know, I apologize. The, the Shack that's going to blow over any moment now. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about Xenoblade 3. You know, Man, maybe there is something because I just That's rewatched the I just rewatched the direct from February and they started with the whole uh, Rex was there and he's like I thought I was going to be in Smash and it was Pyra and Mithra and I got to tell you man like I that could be that could be a little something little little hint that maybe there is something happening in in Xenoblade Land I played Chronicles for the first time when it was released as a definitive edition on Switch and I fell in love with that thought I didn't need any more Xenoblade in my life and then I see these these characters from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that had me quite confused, to be honest with you. Sure. A little, a little strange. I kind of want to play that. But yeah, I, I, Xenoblade is such a great, as I've learned, is um, such a great setting. It's a great premise. I'd like to, like to see more of that. Absolutely. Okay. Maybe like a 2.7 or something like that. Like not a, not a full-on sequel, not a Xenoblade 3. Uh, it's too early, I think, for like a definitive edition or anything like that. But um, hmm, maybe, hmm. Would, could you see DLC? For the second one, are they done with I, I the think, DLC on that? Well, I think they're done. Like gold, the torrent of the Golden Country was so, like that original release was 2018. Yeah, right. Like I it was, see, it was December, I think, of 2018. Like I mean, they're three years out. Almost. I do want to see more Shulk. Like I really, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to get into spoilers or anything. I'm not sure how exactly that kind of works. It things pretty much wrapped up, I think, for uh, for a boy mm-hmm. in the first one, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like something awful happened to him. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I like. I, I really fell in love with that whole crew. Um, yeah. So I'd love to see that, but I don't know. Are they able to crank these things out that quickly, Justin Masson? That's the, well, I, I don't know. Like it all depends on how big the world is, how much mm-hmm. they're building on. But yeah. we do, again, it's, so if we're thinking a game like that, it's a four-year development cycle. Yeah. Now, Monolith is a, is a fairly big organization. They have a pretty hefty staff. Happily named. Right, yeah, happily named. Like, is it possible <laughs> that we could see a three-year cycle on it? I would love it. I would. Right. And if so, this powered by the new, it could be exclusive to the switch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this. And and it seems to be a franchise that seems to be gaining more and more momentum in the uh, West. Yeah. Right. There's, you know, we're seeing Pyra and Mithra added. We're seeing the care, you know, the definitive edition again. Right. So, so they're really like, they're vesting money and time and energy into Mm -hmm. that franchise. It makes me believe that they want to do more with it. And, I think as you look at the story, the, the kind, of, kind of the main main installments, I don't. I think it's possible we could see something. Yeah, it could be one of the ones. I don't. Do you think it's like this year because they're talking mostly twenty twenty one? I think it could be teased for twenty twenty two. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a most you know mostly you know this year, meaning that they're going to tease something like we might get we might get a title card. Yeah, and it might say twenty twenty two. What do you think is more likely if that's the time window that we're talking about? 2022, you get one of these two things. You get Xenoblade or you get Fire Emblem. What's oh. more likely, do you think? We get them both bookended. <laughs> I think it's more likely you get Fire Emblem. 
because yeah. I think Fire Emblem has really in the West grown. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 I mean, we got, we got to remember Fire Emblem for a while was a franchise that they were, that they were almost putting to bed. Yeah. Right. And then it was, I think, Awakening on the Awakening. 3DS um, that hit on the hit in the US or on the North American side that just like lit it like, you know, lit fire under it, so to say. Mm-hmm. And it just became a, a pillar of a franchise now. Yeah. Um, so in front of us, was it? Fire Emblem, like, five, five houses, five houses, MMO. Oh, good God. That one was a little confusing as well. Is it, like you're supposed to re- romance these these students like you're they're your students man like what are you what are you doing what are you doing yeah what are you doing uh, right now? I love birthright I really that was the one that that caught me um and I've been I guess there ever since it's only been two games really but I I I'd love to see another fire emblem game I I don't know like somebody said in the chat that three houses saved it that's an interesting like broad brush kind of statement I would say because I don't know that like everybody was really all about it I think there was some mixed mixed uh reviews on that one yeah I, I think so too i don't know if it saved it um solo something i think can mention as well but i mean i think it, it continued to continue to bring in more people right which yeah. is exactly what you need and created more traction and the, the great part about it is it was in a time space it was at last year i think it was last year that three houses came out correct me if i'm wrong is that Chad. it i think so no, i think not it was in, summer not in that, that was the year not before in, was it the year before, before? Okay, so the year before, 2018, and there was nothing in that space in that July. So a lot of people jumped into it. I think, Tim, you did the review or the coverage for us on that one, as I recall. It was actually three of us. We were going to do um, kind of like multi-episodes, but it's just the game is just so huge. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of us could find the time. July 2019. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's right. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see it. Hmm. All right. Sean, what do you got for us next, buddy? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Do I have anything? I've mentioned A Link Between Worlds. That's one I would like to log. Um, Here's something outrageous, Justin Matthews. I love outrageousness. This is something I've been asking for for maybe 30 years, maybe 20 years, something like this. Um, You get a a mouse with some buttons on it Uh and play some Mario Paint. I have wanted Mario Paint to make a comeback ever since it's sort of been, they pay homage to it in... uh, in Mario Maker, like there's there's mm-hmm. there's hints of it in Mario Maker. I think that would be great. I I've been of the mind that Mario Paint should actually just like sh- come along with a Switch. Like it should just be like Microsoft Paint, like on on yeah. your PCs. You, and Nintendo's should come out with a uh, with 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 Mario Paint. I think that, and they that would be awesome. They don't need new hardware mouse anymore. If any USB mouse will work, like the the Game Garage coming out in a few weeks mm-hmm. will work with the mouse. Or Shine. even like touch, touch, like truly the Switch is actually, or even the Wii U probably could have had it as well. With Sean, what if, what if they update the album to be Mario Paint? And be then, amazing. And then you take, you know, whatever things you, you know, store in there and then you can draw all over it and all that kind of stuff. Oh man, that would be so good. That would be amazing to bring back. And Mario then that Paint. way you can post your stuff from there. Mm-hmm. And then you need that flash water game. Mm, yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, all right. I yeah, like Mario it. Paint coming back. That'd be okay. a, that'd be a bit of a mic. That'd be the one more thing. Uh, ooh, of the wow. Wild, not wow. The- <laughs> Mario Paint. Okay. Yeah. With okay. a cardboard Fla- mouse. Flash water for Smash. Flash water for Smash. Flash water for Smash. Mm-hmm. What else you got there, Sean? Is that not else? enough? That was five. That was. That's, Buddy, that's, hey, that's I'm, I'm, I'll take whatever you're giving me. You know what I'm saying? 
Let's see. That's all I've written. Do you, we can just make it up on the spot. We could. If you want. We could. So, Sean, <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me ask you. So, I'm going I'm to throw a hard question at you. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, E3 Nintendo Direct opens up. It's Breath of the Wild. Ooh, yeah. What we is get it? the date. It's November. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're like, cool. Awesome. Okay. Great. And okay. then, uh, and then we're wrapping up the thing, and they're like, and uh, we have one more thing. One more thing. Oh my gosh. What is that one more thing? that Nintendo has that burns down the house. Well, I was going to I had an answer until you said it's going to burn down the house. I'm not sure it's going to burn down the house, but I could I could picture just a swinging red tie and some bananas going around. I think Donkey Kong could be the the final thing. I think the the rumor about that the Odyssey team is doing the Donkey Kong <laughs> uh, whether uh, Tim seems to be very upset at even the idea of this. I love Donkey Kong. I absolutely love Donkey Kong, and I could, I, like I said, I don't know if this is if that's the type of thing that like burns the house down where everybody goes, "Oh my God, Donkey Kong!" But it could impress us just what they show. I think the the, the name Donkey Kong is going to do certain things to Donkey Kong fans, but if the Donkey Kong that they show us is something beyond what our imaginations can treat us to, then maybe they could they could win more people over, especially if they have that that polish that we would typically see with a with a Mario game. All right, you you made a pun i don't even know if you realized you did are you did you it per, make i don't even know what pun? i said jesse you, I, <laughs> you well you made not really a pun but a reference um are you familiar with the pac-man fever soundtrack no i would i would think okay. um one of the songs on there is called do the donkey kong Mm, I would and think do the mario from the super mario brothers super show well this is this is 1983 <laughs> This, this was Come the, on, it's time to go do the Mario. I can keep going. All right. So the, when, you, when you said do the Donkey Kong, Pac-Man fever is what came into my mm. head. Okay. All right. Uh, I see here, uh, Gaming Dad says the one more thing is Metroid 4. Mm. I, think Donkey, I, think, I think Donkey Kong swings a little bigger than, than Metroid. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. I think just a little, little more. Like Met- Metroid is a big deal for Metroid fans. And I'm not like, I think I would be excited. And I think everybody mm-hmm. perhaps on this call would be excited as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong would be bigger, I think, than okay. Metroid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I would like to hear. Uh, thank you for your uh, closing arguments, Mr. Capri. You're welcome. Uh, I will now send it over to Mr. Timothy All for his defense of Metroid. Yes, uh, I think Metroid 4, depending on how they present it, could be bigger than Donkey Kong. That They have to present it right, though. It has to be like a... It has to be on the levels, I think, of the darker side of Nintendo games. If it, I think too, you know, not necessarily too too dark, but you know that this is a more mature type of game Nintendo's bringing out, and this is what it's going to look like, and this is how it's going to, you know, this is what you got to look for. And I think that could be that could be maybe not initially like everybody's all like like if it was a Zelda type thing. You know, with jaws dropped and like screaming and yelling, like with happiness. I, but I think it's something that could lead to lots of conversations afterwards. Like lots of people talking about, hey, that one more thing. Did you, you know, what do you think of that Metroid 4? And if it's done right, they're going to talk about it and speculate it all the way up to the next thing. Maybe, you know, at the game awards where they show maybe more or something, you know, mm. like that. So that's where I think that one more thing would be a good thing for Metroid Prime 4. Okay, I really like it. Sean, any other uh, predictions you want to share here, sir? I think uh, 
I think that's going to do it, man. I'd like to make yeah. up something else, but I think that's, that's I think right. that's good. We'll have more. That's awesome. We'll have more on the Nintendo Drive, but uh, yeah, right? it's probably it's probably good. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. Love it. Okay. This is fun. Awesome. Right? Make it up stuff. See what happens. The chat's popping off on it. There's a lot going on there as well. Uh, so that is fantastic stuff. Hey, let's move on to our event section. Two and a half pages this time. And ladies and gentlemen, after the response we got last week, I am excited to announce a new section of Nintendo Dads, a new session, a new part called Two Minutes with Jesse on Pokemon. And I'm just <laughs> going to pull up the timer again here. And uh, let's see here. Yep. Okay. It's still set. It's still set. No. Yeah. It's still set. Hold on. I just want to turn off my, can we, can we pull in a virtual background? So, you know what? Hold on a second here, Jesse. Can I share my screen, Jesse? Yeah, can you, can you? I think I granted it this time. Okay, awesome. Yeah, just, just hold on. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Um, just let me just make some edits here. Okay, I'm just going to share my screen. Uh, can I ask questions during these event? This event all right. talked about. Okay. Can I ask questions? Cool. Um, uh, are you ready, Jesse? No, I brought up the wrong scene. Let me. Okay. Now I have the right For, scene up. Three. Can two. I ask questions? Yes, but, but he has to answer them in two time? seconds. I'm not stopping it. Uh. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Pokemon Go events. June's research breakthrough is is Clamperl. And as an extra bonus, you'll also receive a free remote pass and twice the XP when you achieve the breakthrough. Level 5 raids this month, starting from June 1st to 17th, is Reggie Rock, uh, Reggie Ice, and Registeel, uh, starting on June 17th through the 30th, will be a surprise legendary. So we don't know what that is yet. Mega Raids. From the 1st to the 8th, Mega Lopunny will return. From the 8th to the 17th, Mega Slowbro will make its debut. From the 17th to July 2nd, Mega Gyarados will return. See, Wednesday night raid hours. Uh, June 9th will be Registeel. June 16th is Regice. June 23rd and 30th is to be announced. Uh, June Community Day, June 6th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time featuring Gibble. More information will be announced later. Uh, Additional events, June 8th through 13th, a very slow discovery will include a collection challenge to trainers featuring Slowbro. June 17th through the 20th, the Solstice event. Summer-themed Pokemon will be encountered more in the Northern Hemisphere and winter in the Southern. Uh, From June 25th to July 1st, trainers will be able to sink their teeth, two front teeth, into an unexpected event. No other information has been given, not even a title. And that's it. You're done? there's the there's the air horn that was asked for as well uh well done jesse uh also i do want to shout out here nice job on the air horn man uh i would like to now just between the four of us quick nomination uh thank you to uh fontes that this section will now be referred to as jesse's poke minute nice (laughs) all right do i hear any seconds in that motion 
The Poke Minute is never a minute. Second. I second that motion to second. call it Jesse's Poke okay. Minute. Third and excellent. Third. Thank you very much. Moving forward, this is now Four. Jesse's Poke Minute. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Jesse, for doing that. That's I know that, you know, I think everyone's also angry at me for doing that. Uh, but you seem to take it well in good spirits. Tim, what questions did you have for him? I was joking because I was seeing if I could stop the time with questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. That last week I had that was only about a page and a half. Last week I had two and a half pages and he had me doing two minutes. I did have to and you know, things. And you know what? Fit. You did it. You know what I'm I saying? So you, I sometimes I just push you, just push you a little bit further, and you can do amazing things because I have faith in you. All right, let's move on to what we've been playing. Let me, John, make, a, let me right. make a bumper for Poke a minute. Yeah, Please. you should. We'll we'll have to think of something. Yes, yes. We I should. still hear Zach whenever these bumpers come on in. I hear really? I hear that I hear Zach doing a thing, and then Justin says, "Do it," and then the music Wait. plays, and then and then Zach comes back and he says, "All right," and then he jumps in. <laughs> I remember that I very that. like it was just yesterday, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a, it. it's been a long time. You know, what I'm saying yeah. it's been a long, long time. Yeah, hope he's okay. Sean Capri, what have you been playing, sir? Uh, is it is it okay to admit that I've been playing Metopia and kind of liking it? Uh, yeah, the demo. for I didn't sure. Buy it. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I'm playing the demo because I don't okay. I don't know anything about this game. Uh, I kind of just saw it and thought like, what the heck is this free version of or this paid version of what was like free with Street Pass with Find Me and everything? But what a cute little game, man! This is actually kind of nice, and I I think I'm gonna have to put you guys into like I'll have like a little Nintendo Dad's Village. And nice. I'll, I'll populate that. My the the what is it called? The evil, the Darth villain, whatever the heck it is. That the, the evil person is yep. uh, my co-host, K- Console Cato from the Nintendo Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is super fun. That, and the first that, person should be first person I made to to tag along with me, of course, was um, Bobby Pauls. So I've got I've got the Nintendo Guru and and the little me kind of just like bopping along together. Like, I mean, of course, my friendship with him is like timeless, and I will treasure that for the rest of my life. But whether you have something like that or you just have like a good buddy of yours or whoever, yeah, there is something really cool about just seeing your me, like the way they did the me's is perfect. Um, you can make them look as uh, maybe close to realistic or I, I tend to over-exaggerate like some of the features. Uh, so my nose is gigantic. My eyebrows are real big and thick and huge. I like to make big anime eyes for my character. So I think I look pretty good. And then I get Bobby his little, his little goatee and, also, his little his his big little nose. I think we both have the same nose, actually, yeah. or maybe related <laughs> if you go far back to Italy, far enough. The nice the the Paolis and the Capris. Are, we're probably cousins or something like that. So we're bopping along and all that kind of stuff. And then you, yeah, you show up to a town and you can you can create me's from scratch. You can just use the defaults, or if one of your friends are are playing, you can download their sets of me's. It's kind of neat in that way. I totally wrote this game off, and I don't know. I just it's that classic. Nintendo just wackiness. This is not a game I don't think anybody else would have designed or asked for. Um, but it it's got it's got very simple RPG elements to it. But it's the that personal touch it takes a little mm. time for you to go ahead and do that. But if you do it, it's it can be pretty cute. It can be pretty rewarding on that front, man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm Pokemon Snap a little bit too on the side, but it hasn't mm. like. It hasn't caught me as much as I thought it would after my first couple of days with it. I thought I was going to be going back and going back and going back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Now, Kato's in the chat saying, is it worth 60 bucks? I'm cheap. I'm the last person anybody should ask that question because I almost don't buy any games for $60. Um, I guess except and for And in Canada, Nintendo. it's 80 It's $80. It's, um, 
I mean, Nintendo is, is, is a, it's an interesting spot because I will buy games. That's the only time I will buy games day one is because I know that game won't come down in price later. It doesn't serve me any purpose not to buy it on day one. So I just buy my Nintendo games day one. But uh, yeah, for now, I'm going to kind of see how far the demo takes me on Metopia because the save data carries over, mm-hmm. which is how mm-hmm. you do a demo, by the way. That is, that's yeah, kind of like the requirement That's the now. foundations of doing it right now, mm-hmm. is right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... That's kind of where I'm at, man. Like uh, trying to keep up with um, the so many first party games that are coming out. And I'm with all seriousness, I'm so looking forward to Mario Golf. You guys yeah. like I'm going to be there day one. We're setting up like tournaments. It's taking over. Typically, I stream Mario Kart on Thursday nights. Like is tonight Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I might be doing Mario Kart right now. What the I heck? Know, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm supposed to be somewhere right now. Um but yeah, Mar- Mario Golf is going to be the thing. I'm going to be playing that pretty soon too. So I'm in a bit of a like holding pattern because I've got a couple games I never finished on my Switch that I kind of want to go back to, but I don't think I've got enough time to really finish like a Fire Emblem Three Houses or something like that. But that's kind of where I'm at, man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mario Golf is going to be like just, it's going to be huge. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be absolutely massive. Yeah. And I we saw some early previews that were released, uh, um, um, embargoes released today. On some early previews, I know Game Explain had one up. I believe Kind of Funny had one. I believe IGN did as well. Uh, I think it's going to be such a fantastic uh, game, right? And I love the asynchronous of the asynchronous of the uh, Mario Mario Golf games. Uh, it looks it's, it looks like it looks great. Yeah, Where our John's, community is going to be really big into it too. Coming yeah, up, Doom John's getting a tournament thing planned yeah. up. That was if, that confirmed. Know, the asynchronous for, game, like you can play and not have to be on at the same time. I don't know if that was if that was actually confirmed. That's what I want. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I know they I did that, that in the wasn't. 3DS one, but right. they yeah, we don't know. We don't know yet. Oh, I thought I way. thought it had been. I, then I apologize. So I had the exact same moment, Justin. Like I just okay. that's it seems like that's what you should just have in a golf game now. Yeah. Anybody who played uh, 2K's game last year, that was awesome. That was such a great feature to <laughs> play and not have to show up all at the same time. Um, especially because we're all friends from all over the world now. That's very yeah. hard to do, even if we were in the same time zone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come on, yeah. Nintendo, get it together, Nintendo. Come on, seriously, awesome. Thanks, John. Those are some great games. Then yeah, good man. things. What anyway? And like, if you were like to recommend a hard one, if you like walk away from this, would you? Or, or, or me, Toby, be your, yeah, okay. I know well, Marty I know, was. I'm only on the demo. It's hard for me to say. Yeah, like yeah. everybody else should go buy because I certainly didn't. Uh, I know Marty was. Marty's been playing Metopia, but we, you know, yeah. he's been out last few weeks. Yeah, we yeah. Haven't had a chance to hear from him yet on that. Yeah, but I know he's pretty pretty happy with it as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very surprising. Uh, yeah, Jesse, let's head over to you. What have you been playing? Yeah, the first game I want to talk about just came out yesterday called Overboard! Exclamation uh, mark. We we got a, uh, a code, and I did a stream of it last night, and it it's kind of like. A, a smaller version of like a visual novel mystery, but this one's got a twist. So the, it, you're on a boat on the way to America is, is from England. It's set in the thirties. I forget the exact year and a murder is committed and you have to convince everyone else on the boat that you didn't do it. But the rub is you did it. And so I, I, I did one run through. The run throughs take about 30 to 45 minutes. I did one through, one run through on the stream. And of course I got caught and got thrown in jail once we um, made it to New York. So this, when it starts the next run through, it keeps track of how many attempts that you've got done. 
And it now, now gives me like a checkbox of things I need to try to focus on. Like you need to get into this person's room. You need to gain this person's trust. So try to, to try to do better the next time. And that also reminds you what choices you made in previous runs. So you can try new things. I haven't tried the second run yet to see if it plays any better. You know, the story was interesting. I just, I, I just wasn't in the mood to run through a second time at the, you know, at the time. But you know, I, I, I do plan on getting going back and trying a, another a few more runs to see if if uh, work things work out better or not. How long did you say it, got, it took you to get through that first run? Uh, about forty minutes. Forty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Each the. the in the description, it even says each run takes 30 to 45 minutes. It depends on how much talking you do with others or how much just idly waiting you do. You know, you're able to kind of choose all that. And you're limited to just locations on a ship since you have nowhere else to go <laughs> until you get to New York. Nice. Yeah, the, the next game I also did a, a video on is this was released last week called route me mail and delivery company. So you are a new employee to a delivery service and you're supposed to go, you know, basically for every map, you have to go to every house and deliver the mail. And then there are three houses that you have to deliver a package to. And there's a little, a package icon standing in in front of a person standing outside the door. So, you know who you need to to talk to. And if you, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to be done by 6 p.m., you can go up to 8 p.m. before it really times out. And if you, there's an early bonus if you're done by 3 and super early if you're done by 11. But by the time I got to the third stage, I had, I tried four, I think four times and could not clear it. I could not deliver all 38 letters in the time. So, I don't know if I'm just doing something wrong or if I need to grind the other levels to earn up enough money to buy upgrades. It's just, I, I just felt that the, they don't give enough time to do it. So I wasn't having fun. And when you're not having fun, it's time to end the stream. Did you stream that one? I did stream that one. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I think I streamed that last week. I have to remember when, but I did stream that one. And then the last game I want to talk about, you know, Tim's also played some of it, is World's End Club. You know, this was originally a game I wasn't interested in because it's, you know, from the makers of Rampa, which I didn't like. But you know, at least I'm familiar with their, what, their, what the type of story that they tell. And yeah, it's from the same people, but it's... Not, not really anything like Rampa. So if you're expecting that level of weird twists, this isn't it. And in fact, so we, Tim and I both played the demo. I think you played it to completion, right? Yes. And w- while the gameplay of the demo is kind of the same gameplay throughout the rest of the whole game, it's you know, a, a mix of some, platform, some platforming and simple puzzles and dialogue trees. It's really kind of... Th- I say the demo kind of lies. The, the the story part of the demo doesn't exist anywhere else in the game. There's especially like 
three separate stories. So I'll, I won't go into the end game spoiler. I, I, I completed the game. I got to, I got the final credits. I'm only missing two stickers, which is something that's new that wasn't in the demo. They added 30 stickers to collecting the game. And if you want to go back and collect the stickers that were in the original level, you got to play the whole original level again. So that was kind of a bummer. I was hoping to just continue from where the demo left off, but I started over anyway. And so the, once you're out, once you finish what the area in the demo, you find your, all the kids find themselves in a, a city that where no one's around. And so they had to figure out that, you know, they're 1200 kilometers away from Tokyo, which is where their home is. They, so they don't know how they got there. They don't, they have no way, no transportation. So they end up, this is, so it starts off as a journey to get to Tokyo. And then once they get there, things happen. So I'm not going to, I won't get into that as, as a spoilery, but I, I liked it. It's the, the story is very you know, shonen like, if you're familiar with that term of manga. It's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Naruto, My Hero Academia. It's, you know, looks like it's written and meant for younger boys as opposed to adults. That, And it's, you know, then the, all the characters are the same grade in like, probably the highest year in, in elementary school. So they're, so you take an idea of how old, how old they are. And, uh, the, the, the one big gripe I have about the game is, and it's not just because of this game. I have the same gripe in, in anime when they do this is in localization. They take away the use of Chan, Kun, and San. And when they're, when they're talking to each other, so there's one character refers to everyone as a Mr. Rachel or Mr. or Ms. Whoever they're talking about. And it, no 12 year old will talk to another 12 year old like that. I'm sorry. I just don't see that happening, but they will say Rachel san or Nyoko san. So they, they just should have just kept that in. But you know, that can, that's, that's a, a nitpick that always bothers me. But other than that, I, I, I like the game and it has some good twists, you know, in the middle and near the end. And, uh, it, now I won't, I won't say what I want to say because I think that's also spoilery. But uh, I, I, it took me 15 hours to play through, so it's cool. not entirely long. Awesome! You can, you can you can play through it in a, over a weekend or most of a week. Okay, Tim, you've been playing it as well. Do you want to do you want to add on yeah. to some of the stuff that Jess was saying? We'll transition sure, to just, you. That's what I got up running right now. I'm not. A, I didn't complete uh, the game uh, farther, like Jesse said he did. Uh, I'm just at the uh, Oida area. So, and, uh, but I've been having a lot of fun with it, especially the demo. The demo caught me off guard. It was a demo. So I figured I'd jump into the world's end club demo and play the game just to check it out. See what it was like. And just the craziness about the game is what drew me in. And I knew because it was a demo, it probably would, wouldn't be anywhere near the actual game. Although some of the gameplay is, um, and, uh, it's it's mainly just for the story is why I'm playing this game. So there isn't like Jesse said, there's some platforming elements and some puzzle elements and stuff like that uh, in the game. Uh, but 
a lot of the story and how each character is built up and how they find their powers and all that kind of stuff is very interesting. And just getting to the end is what I'm looking forward to. Jesse, you were going to add something. Yeah. Um, when you showed your screen, it reminded me of a few more things I wanted to talk, to mention. Sure. You know, there are points in the game where you have a choice to make. And you, if you've played, remember Radiant Historia, where you saw a literal timeline of events and you're able to go back and forth and change, change your mind to create a new path. Yeah. This game does a little bit of that, but not, a, you know, not right away. But, right. uh, and then, uh, each node of that tree, you have three options. The one you'll see the most is, uh, it's just called act. Now that's your action. You can use abilities if they've been awakened platforming sections, Mm-hmm. Then one's a story node, and that's just a lot uh, of talking. <laughs> a lot of talking. There's no action. Just, you just you know, l- listen. That's the and campsite, the, right? Uh, more and, so. Well, the campsite. well, well, there's story, and then there's camp, yes. which has more talking, but some of it is optional. You don't have to listen to everybody, okay. but you want to talk to everybody and hear the what what they have to say. And when you say you're done talking to everyone, then it'll kind of turn into a, a story mandatory story bit before going on to the next node yeah it again this the reason why i'm really digging this game is because of the craziness and plus i'm not i don't get into i don't have the time to get into a lot of the same anime stuff that jesse is familiar with and stuff like that so it a lot of stuff in this game is probably fresh for me than, yeah, yeah. more so than you jesse they, they make a reference i made a tweet about it when when i saw it they made a reference to the kernel thrown in the lake or the river or something that I very few people in North America would know what that's a reference to, but pretty much everyone in Japan knows what that's a reference to. Uh, and that is that is it's a, a, a Kentucky fried chicken kernel. Okay. Was literally thrown into a, a water and it caused <laughs> bad luck. That's funny. There's, there's a, I think there's a food theory episode talking about it. You know, one of the the first ones from when he started okay. that channel. Cool. Yeah. So I've been playing that again. I didn't finish it as like Jesse did, but I hope to soon. Um, I've also been playing another game called Drive By, and that's by spelled with a B-U-Y. Uh, I mentioned this, I think, last time I was on the show and I did a video on it. Uh, I've been playing some more of that and I actually got Sammy to play it because he was interested in it. The only thing is that um, as I play more and more of it, the price of entry is is steep because it's $25 to play, but I don't think there's $25 worth of gameplay in this game. And essentially it's it's basically kind of like a cross between Twisted Metal and because uh, it's car combat and say Mario Kart, I guess, you know, but kind of like the ba- the balloon battles you had in Mario Kart type of thing. That's... Uh, that's what this this is. And basically you have three modes where you're collecting coins uh, and trying to collect the most out of the three other players you're playing against. Or you're playing keep away with a piggy bank for the, and keeping that piggy bank for the longest time. Again, with weapons and stuff, you're shooting at uh, people uh, to steal the piggy bank or whatever. Um, or, or and then there's a package delivery one where you get you get paid and you of course want to deliver the most packages and get paid and again you're playing against three other people uh but it's a lot of fun i just don't think it's 
I think 225 is too high for that game. I think it should be a little bit lower, maybe, maybe 15. Uh, Cause Sammy was, like I said, Sammy, by the way, Sam always says hi to everybody. <laughs> hi. Um, he, um, I let him try it and he was wanting to buy it cause there isn't local multiplayer. It's only online multiplayer. So um, I had him try it on my switch to see if he liked it. And he was like, I want to buy it. And I said, well, put it on your wish list. So in case it goes on sale and we'll get it for you uh, or uh, we'll keep an eye on it. So, but it, it's, it is a lot of fun and, and it'd be fun to have a lot more people playing online. Um, we've also been playing boomerang foo uh, some more, especially with the latest update. Justin, I think you're on mute or something. I can't hear you. I am sorry. I was just saying it's such a great game. It's a great, yeah, it's a lot jump of fun play, especially when they uh, updated it and added more, some more characters. We actually just unlocked the, the hot sauce character <laughs> and actually Sammy beat me this time, this round, uh, this last time we played, we we got through all the, what is it, like 20, I think it's like 20 something times you got to beat somebody in order to win. And we we got up to the wire where it was like 19, 19. And then he, he beat me. He did a good job. And he was, he was like, after he beat me, he was like, okay, I'm done. I was like, are we ever going to play this again? <laughs> Don't like, need no. to, Dad. He's Don't retired need to. now. Tired. He's retired. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta, you walk away when you're the champ. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So. And then the final game I've been playing um, is Beautiful Desolation. I also did a video on the Nintendo Dad's channel for this game. Uh, and I put that on hold for now because World's End Club came out and I wanted to play that some more. But I'm going to be going back in the Beautiful Desolation uh, because it is, again, another unique story that um, has some crazy characters Uh lots of and i'm just getting into it so i'm not even sure where this story is going but there's a lot it's set in the 80s kind of has this stranger things feel to it you know uh and it has that 80s vibe to it as well but then it's got a lot of future tech from uh what seems like an alien tech that came in and uh bolstered the society with the technology and all that kind of stuff and you're making discoveries and in fact the person who i'm playing a character as has some conspiracy theories about why this is here and ends up going getting like going to this um thing in the sky uh that uh sends him and his brother shooting off into the future uh of this world that he was in and he's basically trying to make his him and his brother are trying to get their way back to their own time and you're discovering more and more things about uh what his what he's done in the past that has rippled into this future so and again the the characters are really strange like this one character i came in contact with was essentially a skull talking to me through a kind of astronaut helmet type thing uh that was giving me advice that was kind of like on a walker uh four-legged walker and uh when i came back to talk to him again he decided to give me a part of him to control my spaceship to be able to fly around on this map <laughs> so it is really crazy story and but i like i said i'm enjoying it and i want to get back to that as soon as i'm done with world's end club too so again this is i think this one's another 15 hour 20 hour game beautiful desolation uh just like 
uh, Jesse said World's End Club is kind of like 15 hours too in that range. So these are nice, short, deep games. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting those complete. So that's what I've been playing. That's awesome. Great. Thank you. Uh, Jesse, I don't know if you saw the message. Messages sent you. News? Well, I didn't see what you sent me, but there's apparently breaking news about from Persona Central about uh, Shimigami Tensei 5's information, including a release date. Oh. They're saying it's November 11th, 2021. Oh, interesting. Okay, so maybe some early breaking leaks as well. Uh, Jess, just asking if you, if you could possibly get Marty's call ready. Uh, oh. He had sent in. Yes, I have it ready. All right, I will tell you what I've been playing. Uh, Knockout City. I like hitting people with dodgeballs. Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about that. Yes. Yeah, you like it, Sean Capri? It's so good. But no, don't let me interrupt you. I just wanted no, to. No, no, I, I was going to say, I'm, I I ranted on it last week. Uh, it is occupying the space in my head. Uh, Apex has slowly came back into my playlist. I'm not going to lie. Nice. Also, just as, a, just as a note to everyone else, I have not played Fortnite in over three weeks. Congratulations. And, I, and unless they do something crazy for this new season, which reveals next week, I'm done. Battle Pass is done. Wow. I'm sticking with Apex, and I'm sticking with uh, Knockout City. I'm loving Knockout City. It's a ton of fun. Um, Sean, you playing it? Let me. What do you What do you think of it? What a What a massive surprise, man! I've been going on and on about it. Like, who needs this game? And it's dodgeball. That's silly. And EA is trying to do this game that looks like every other game that's out there. It doesn't look inspired. Blah blah blah. I said all the terrible things about this game. And I was absolutely wrong. And I couldn't be happier to be wrong about it. It is so much fun and it's so accessible. It can be very uh, intense. It, like if you're, if you, if you ratchet up your skill set, you'll be matched up with other, other teams. You can, it's amazing how intense this game can actually get, but also it's just dodgeball. You just kind of go and you, you smack people with the, the sound effect of horses is, is very satisfying. So it's, it's in a weird way, like, but also terrifying. Like you don't want to get hit by that sound effect, but it's great, man. It's, it's I totally, uh, one of the ways I've been describing it is actually it reminds me a little bit of Splatoon, but also mm-hmm. of Arms. Like I mm-hmm. think a lot of people talk about Splatoon, but it reminds me of Arms. The way that the like you you sort of, you can you can bend the ball in, in a similar way that you would bend your your arms when you're playing that game. So very very cool. I think EA did a great job of kind of switching their strategy on giving people a 10 day free trial. So it is free for people to try. It's the the whole damn not game. anymore. Well. Wait, so was it 10 days from when they started or did yeah, you get 10 days? I believe it was it was their it was their block party. I believe it was their 10-day block oh, party. Okay. Well, with that said, I would still recommend people buy this game because it was like 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's really, I'm, really fun. I'm and really well, curious how they're I'm really curious what does the end of season one look like? Jen's yeah. in 60 days. What happens then? Is it just you're just buying the their currency and then you can add like a battle pass essentially? Is that what they're doing? I think um, so. Yeah, I would assume, right? But but it was kind of a little bit unclear. It's and I love the fact that Sean, it started off with the idea of crossplay, mm-hmm. right? That was the backbone of like I love the fact that I was you know I'm able to play with you online or I'm able to play with somebody else who's on Xbox. Yep, so good, loving, loving, loving it. Yeah, easy to do and crossplay. Like sometimes you'd be like, "How the heck does that even work?" Like, is there friend lists that are not your Nintendo friends list or Xbox friends list or whatever? They made that really easy to do. Easy to find your Knockout City ID. Easy to find somebody else. You're up and playing, no problem. Which is, by the way, the best way to play this game. Like, no doubt, is with with your friends. Like, with you, you, you get a threesome going. Who doesn't want to have a good threesome with some buddies? Right. It's, uh, it's a pretty good time, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. flying around all over the place. Right. 
Yeah. Just hitting the just the sound of bow hitting you balls. You know what I'm butts, saying? Just balls all over the place, dude. Just right. Smack right in the face. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. You're Why dipping, you... you're diving, you're dodging. Mm-hmm. Without balls, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Uh, they need a wrench mode in this game. They do. You need they to throw do. a wrench and then you can dodge a ball. Absolutely <laughs> they do. That is how that is not already thought of is mm-hmm. uh, is disappointing. Or even right? like all the different outfits from that, that you saw in the dodgeball movie. The there's got there's got to be some crossover event, right? The average Joe was it the average Joe's? Was that them? Was that that movie? I think so. Mixing up basketball, I'm not even sure anymore. Basketball, that was a great movie. Have too. A basketball game too, right? Wasn't really. Should. Yeah, Knockout City, good call, man. Thanks for bringing that up. That's that's. That You're welcome. Yeah, that is that is in my rotation. That yeah, in Apex right now, still doing Apex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have been playing. Um, let's um. Jesse, we'll head over to our community spotlight here in a quick second. But do you want to maybe just quickly do? Yeah, okay, you can nice hit the button. Out. Oh, do you, do you want to do the voicemail first? Yeah, why don't we? Uh, Marty has uh, people have been asking what's up with Marty. Marty has been absent for two days and uh, or two weeks now, and Marty sent in a message, and I want to play that message for you, Marty, or for Marty now. Hey guys, it's Marty here. Uh, just wanted to pop in, not uh, to talk about. Nintendo or video games or anything. I just uh, want to say, sorry I'm not on the show this week. Um, some of you may know that uh, last week on Wednesday night, I lost a good friend, someone I grew up with, uh, suddenly to a heart attack. Uh, tonight was his memorial service, and I'm driving back from it right now. Uh, and I just want to say thanks to everybody in our community who's reached out, who has said kind words. She's asked if I needed anything. Uh, and I especially want to say thanks to uh, Jesse and Tim and Justin who have just been absolutely so great with all of this. Justin, for coming in last week when uh, he was scheduled to not be on. And Tim for arranging all that. And Jesse for just showing up every week and being awesome. Uh, these are three guys I've never met in real life. But I love them. They are my brothers, and I am very thankful for them. And I'm thankful for each and every one of you who's part of our Nintendo Dads community. Um, you mean the world to me. Thanks so much for creating something that is so super special um, in my life. You guys are awesome. Uh, I won't be on next week either because of camp, uh, but I will be back and ready to talk about E3 the next week, and I can't wait. Uh, love you guys, each and every one of you, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Should we tell Marty we're not doing an E3 show that week? <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Yeah, no, uh, obviously, you know, big uh, thank you so much for everyone. I see some um, kind words in the chat as well for uh, for Marty handling some difficult stuff. Uh, you know, I think uh, just to sit in his pocket for a moment, I think, Sean, we're very well kind of kind of aware of some of those challenges uh, that, that can be faced. And I think a lot of people in this call are aware of that as well. People in our ch- Twitch chat. Um, as well, but just the communities that we have that rally around uh, us. And I think we are always just so blessed and so thankful for the folks um, that support us um, that again, sometimes these are people you never actually meet face to face and all you have are zoom calls or, or DMS or conversations in, in here or listening to a podcast, but um, the, the feeling of community. And I'm just really so proud of our community for helping to rally around Marty as he goes through this time as well. And we just wish him well. Excellent. Thanks. Uh, let's transition over to, Je- over to Sean and uh, community spotlight. 
It's a hard transition, but let's do that, will we? Over here, holy crap. If you are unaware of who Sean Capri is, and he's he's pretty humble kind of person, let me tell you, I think he is probably the best podcaster on the internet uh, by far. And uh, and I am so uh, awe inspired by the work that he does, and the shows that he puts out, and the hustle that he does. Um, and uh, and so I know Sean, you probably wouldn't say those kind words about yourself, probably but uh, please tell amazing people, but these people about your amazing content, your shows. Where can they find you? What do you do? Where are you on the internet? And why? And I shouldn't tell the you shouldn't tell them why they need to subscribe because i think they should but uh kind of give them the elevator pitch would you sure man well first um my heart goes out to marty um just an absolutely impossible scenario to navigate and i my heart absolutely goes out to you marty i'm heartbroken to hear that news um hope you're doing well this being on the nintendo dads i joked about it that i had kids uh to make sure that i could be on this show um <laughs> it does go back a long time like i i i've known you guys for so long that there was a time that i i've known this podcast and listened and been a fan and known I, I've, I've hung out with justin and zach um a couple of times before and it goes back to before i even had kids like the the history between me and the friendship that between me and this show it goes back so long that it's like it, there's almost no podcasting time for me without the Nintendo dads. And that's so special data, to think. me. <laughs> it's, it really is, man. Like I think what were we, the class of 2015, like there's mm-hmm. a couple of us that kind of all started at about the same time. This show is, has always been so special. Um, so I'm just really grateful to have the chance to be here and hang out with you guys. I know that you have tons and tons of listeners and people who watch you every single week who would kill for the opportunity to sit in this spot. And it's not lost on me. So thank you for, giving me the chance and the, the invite to come hang out again. It's, it's a, it's a special night, man. So I just wanted to say that before doing the whole plug-in thing, but I just love well, hanging you, out with you guys. Yeah. I mean, you are always, always welcome on our show. You are, we are so, you know, the podcasting community is, it was what brought us together, but I think just genuinely mm-hmm. just being friends, um, I think is, is the incredible part of that. Right. And, uh, you know, you're always, you're always welcome here. You're always part of our community, no matter, you know, we, we give you, give, give each other a ribbing every once in a while, but I think that's what family, fam, family does and, um, and how we support each other as well. And no, we're just so happy that you're here as well. Spending I'm glad your time you came back us. home, Justin, speaking of which, like when we hung out, you was before you went to Ireland. Like, I think you actually yeah. told me that you were going to yep. Ireland when, when we we're, when we we're hanging out here. So that's how far back this goes. Like you've kind of lived a whole other life and back again. And, and we're yeah. still kind of here. So yeah, very, very cool, man. Um, love this. And yeah, I, I do a whole bunch of podcasts all of a sudden. Um, yeah, after, after the passing of my friend Bobby Pauls, I, I did, did a lot of reflection on what the heck was next because a lot of what I do was kind of just tied to what Bobby was doing. We've, we've, we had grown so much together. I learned, so I met you guys because of Bobby. I was reflecting on that earlier today that he was the one who said like, you should probably check out Nintendo dads and just, yeah, like a lot of that kind of stuff goes through my mind. So when he passed, it was uh, a little up in the air of what the next step for me was going to be. And basically what we did was kind of what Bobby would have done as well as kind of leave it up to the community to let us know what, what should be next. So we put up a couple Patreon goals and said, here's some ideas of, of stuff we want to do. And the community wrapped their arms around us, man, big time. And they pushed us through all of the stretch goals that I thought were going to take us maybe a couple of years to get through. We did it in 30 hours. Well, actually, I should say maybe like three or four hours. Um, and all of a sudden, 
I went from doing We The Gamer Cast, which is uh, my longest standing podcast where I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet. It's a one-on-one chat. We just kind of, sometimes we just completely geek out about whatever games people like. I had an awesome conversation about Yokai Watch very recently and just kind of went all over the place. Um, Retro Logic, Dan from Retro Logic is on an upcoming episode and we just talk about his his collection, which is awesome. And that that show has been going on a long time. I feel like that's been kind of the core of me meeting a lot of a lot of you guys and members of the community, whether they have podcasts or not. It's kind of been it's kind of been amazing. The, the entire goal of that show is just to one day at the end of it, where I walk away from it, be I, I, could, I would love to just look at a collection of cool conversations that I have with people, and I have that in so much like so much more. That's where I'll get a little choked up of thinking about like how much more We the GamerCast has brought to my life than. Uh, than mm-hmm. just the cool conversations because it led me to meet people like of course like you, like you guys but um bobby pauls was i think maybe my fifth guest or fourth guest he was there um my sixth guest i think right after bobby was um brock mclaughlin who is out of toronto and introduced me to the folks over at xbox canada so that when i started the xbox drive which is a podcast i record every week in my car and get mcdonald's and do the whole thing over there i actually have a laptop sitting next to me i'm on a skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, he's the man on the moose. We talk all about Xbox for about 40 minutes, 40, 50 minutes at a time. So you can squeeze it into your commute because that's what I do. And Xbox changed my life too, man. Like I got to go to, I got to go to E3 in 2019 because of that. And thanks to our friendship, I got to check out the Nintendo booth over there. I will never forget that. And man, the, like I said, when we, when we hit all of our goals, I thought I was only going to be doing We The Gamer Cast and the Nintendo Drive, but then we launched the Nintendo Drive as a new Nintendo podcast that again, recorded my car as I go along and, uh, and record that with the wonderful console Cato from youtube.com slash console Cato, who, uh, I feel like I like snagged her, man. She is so awesome. And she's just <laughs> completely blown up on YouTube with her wonderful animal crossing channel. So I feel very, very privileged to be podcasting with her, uh, over on that. And there's probably a bunch Oh, sweet hangs is another show I do with uh, Donnie Reese from PSVG and, there's just lots, man. I think probably the best way people can keep track of it all is over at uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash Sean Capri, uh, or my Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you can get all the stuff in one simple feed, uh, and there's a lot more perks for all the other tiers, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. We've got a wonderful community over in the Discord. I'm streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri, usually on Thursdays, but also Fridays and Saturday nights. And I'm kind of doing the whole thing. We interrupted I, uh, your schedule this week. It's all good because I realized... <laughs> I'm I'm actually creating content every day of the week is where I'm at right now. Um, we, like I don't want to run through the entire schedule, but um, yeah, every single day I'm either podcasting or streaming or both. Sometimes I'm actually doing two podcasts in a day, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I honestly wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. I'm loving it. I love that my I have a work life and family balance that lets me do this, and I love that I have people who tune in and listen and engage because it all of those things have to work. So it's kind of like a bunch of stars aligning that I've been able to podcast and people listen and my wife lets it happen and I find the time for it and all that kind of stuff. So very, very fortunate, dude. Hey, when are we, when are we going to get the uh, um, podcasting trading cards? That's man. What an idea. <laughs> what, I, I feel like I'm going to get myself in some hot water in this one because it might be too big of an idea, but yeah, I was talking to Jason Lacey on a recent episode of sweet hangs about this notion that, you know, there's so many of us, there's so many podcasts, there's so many like this community of indie podcasters. It's like, I, I often like to think of that 
um, I keep up to date with what's going on in my friends' lives through podcasts. Like none of us really mm. have the time to hang out with everybody individually, but I tune into my friends' podcasts um, to just hear their voice and to hear them laugh and to have that hang, if, whether or not I'm actually there or not. Um, so yeah, I kind of realized like it would be wonderful if we could commemorate this time. I talked about how we've all known each other for so many years now. And, you know, in high school, you get a yearbook and you're able to kind of look back on that time with fond memories and all that stuff. It's this time capsule kind of, kind of thing. And so I was like, what if we did a, how do we, how do we immortalize this time? We obviously have all the audio and the, and with, with you guys, with the video as well, we'll be on YouTube forever, um, which is also a very, which is a blessing over at youtube.com slash Nintendo guru um, to have his stuff up there forever. But to have something that you can kind of thumb through later when you're an old man or like dig out a box of cards or some something is, um, yeah, maybe this is me getting a little bit old and uh, kind of misty eyed thinking about the good old days of, um, of podcasting. But I, I, w- I do believe we will think back on this on this time that the 2015 to 2021 and beyond um, one day we will walk away from this. And I think it would be mm-hmm. so, so wonderful to have something to remember all of this by and all the people who were involved, the the friendships that we made, the people we touched and we were touched by, um, very, very special. So I'm a, I get a little sentimental about that kind of thing. So I'd, I'd love to spearhead a little something, something to, um, yeah, for, for us all to have a piece of that. Well, I will say this, whatever you need from the Nintendo dads, we will About 2,500 bucks. 2,500 <laughs> So do you want me just to PayPal that to you now? Canadian is fine. I actually, cool. I needed, actually, no, I shouldn't say Canadian. I have been quoted in um, American dollars. So oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, we might be able to support some of that. As it turns out, as it turns out, it's a very costly endeavor to custom make <laughs> trading trading cards. cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, maybe, it's an idea yeah. at this point. But I am, I'm, I'm like a dog with a bone when it comes to these types of things. Like I am. I have two whiteboards on my walls, you guys. Like I am brainstorming this out. I'm figuring it out. It's there's a lot of things to consider with this. But I mean, um, Tim's yeah. walls. Tim's right, of course. <laughs> I, Tim, I hope it's okay. I set up a couple of set up some whiteboards. whiteboards on, uh, yes, perfect. gigantic holes in the wall that you know <laughs> didn't really work out, so I glued them. Yeah. Also, okay, yeah. Uh, I see some people in the in the commentary saying the pod the podcast is getting deep. Uh, you know, I think that sometimes happens when uh, you know. I think. Um, that can happen in a conversation, right? Uh, Sean and all of us have, have known each other for a long time and have gone through some, it's gone through some stuff together. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and so a lot of it still sits, sits there. And I think it's having those genuine conversations and, and realness of, we can talk about video games and what crazy stuff's going to happen, but also, yeah, that, that sometimes life sucks. Life yeah. hurts, life, life's hard. Um, and there's parts of that that we need to have conversations with. And, and the beautiful part, I think, about podcasting um, and the beautiful part about a community is that this is a safe place with friends. Big time. And so you can have those conversations and you can feel uncomfortable and you can kind of have a moment. Um, so that's also not to say we also can't talk about like weird Chinese, you know, weird Japanese manga stuff followed mm-hmm. by, uh, look, it's Donkey Kong, right? So they're all the, the spectrums all it over. Falls there. in your face. Exactly. Right. And that's a great segue. It's a great segue. All right. Uh, well, everyone check out Sean, check out the amazing work he does legitimately, ladies and gentlemen, hardest working individual in podcasting. And my hope for you, Sean, and I know that you, you have such a, a great life. Uh, I hope that someday, whatever you want for podcasting to be your content creation, I hope that you find where that is for you, like as a full-time paid gig or whatever it can Thanks, be for man. you, for whatever that looks like for you. Cause I, man, I'm just so, 
so awe-inspired by the work that you do. Well, thank you. I, I really, really should say, and I should have said this to start, I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't. Uh, there's no way that that's possible without Ryan Turford. Um, mm. Ryan Turford is a an absolute godsend. He's so humble. He's wonderful. He's talented. Great host with me on the Xbox Drive, but he edits and publishes most of the stuff. So there's absolutely no chance in the world that I'm doing all of this without um, without Ryan Turford. And um, yeah, I'm so lucky to have him in my life, man. He's awesome. Where's he? Where's he at? Is he in he's in Toronto. Toronto. He's in Toronto. Yeah. Well, like we now, now he just moved. He was he was in Toronto. That's where we where we met. But he just he just got a place out just a little bit outside London, Ontario. I feel like we need to take a road trip, Sean Capri. Dude, I'm telling you, like there's come, come to the east east side. I yeah. am telling you, like there's the trading <laughs> card set is the idea that's going around that, that that's new, but something that has um you know as this pandemic hopefully comes to an end, um. We got to center around something, a PAX of some sort or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's not optional. It is absolutely required. Yeah, we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we've been talking about that. DadCon, all these kind of inventions. Canada dads. Uh, There's sure a lot look of us it. here in Alberta, Justin. I'm tell- we could do like a tour of Alberta, actually, and get a pretty good pretty good thing going but also of course everywhere else and i should say because we talk about packs and everything and that being the default maybe destination that we go to have you guys like tim and jesse do you have any idea how rich you would be in this country you come in here with your big american dollars right? like you will be living like kings this will be the most inexpensive trip you've i will ever had. give tim horton's cards to everybody everyone gets the tim horton's cards i'm telling you guys you'd be you'd be silly not to come up here we got a couple of days left of summer here before it gets into winter. So you better hurry <laughs> exactly. up. Uh, so I think we're measuring it in hours at this point. Yeah. Well, if you're already 35 degrees, yeah, your your summer is already up. It's time for winter. Yeah, this is the peak, right? This Whew. is the peak. Yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff. Jesse, let's head over to our questions from our community. Do we have any uh, bumpers for that? Nope. Okay. Okay. All right. Normally- I appreciate well, we you normally could, use you could, you could find a button. No, nope. find well, we a button for me. We normally use community spotlight for this too. Couldn't find a button to hit. Hey, Jesse. Oh, London, Whoa. Ontario is only two and a half hours away from me. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. All right. Question comes from Jesus, and he asks: In all sincerity, I'm tired of the switch tax on physical games. I do like digital, and a lot of my library is slowly becoming more digital. But I tend to get physical media as often as I can. I like to swim in my game cases. Leave me alone. But why is it that so many modern Switch games continue to get the increased price in the U.S.? Am I imagining, and I imagine everywhere else? An example: Little Nightmare Two is on sale right now. You want it on the PS4, Xbox One? That'll be $20. Oh, you want it on the Switch? The best I can do is $30, maybe $40 for a game. Overall, that is horrible. But comparing percentages, only one is at 50% discount and the other is a 25% discount. Why are they trying to ruin Nintendo? Gentlemen, what can be done about the Switch tax? Or is this something we're just going to have to live with? Even with a new switch on the way, will my switch pro also have these taxes built in higher prices for current games just because it's on the switch thoughts? Yeah. Deal with I it. Think, no, <laughs> I, I think some of that is you know, the cost of manufacturing a cartridge is more than a Blu-ray. Uh, but I don't know how much more, you know, I've never, I, I have not researched that, but, uh, but we, we do know that, a bigger game that needs a 32 gig cart versus a 16 gig cart costs more. And what there's like, you can probably count on one hand how many 32 gig games there are. 
on cart. Yeah. The other reality is with Switch uh, and with Nintendo, they can charge it and people pay for it. That's mm-hmm. also the simple other thing. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. the Pavlov's dog, ring a bell and they'll salivate. How'd you I like saw, that? I saw a bar graph of Switch owners versus PlayStation 5 owners versus Xbox Series owners. And, you know, so ignoring Xbox One and PS4, and Switch is like 85% market share. Yeah. It's crazy. And there's probably more in Japan than that. Those are just worldwide numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I, it's going to continue. It's going to continue because we continue to pay for it. And even if we didn't pay for it, it would probably continue. Um, so unfortunately that is the reality of it. Sometimes it is as simple as if you can find the game somewhere else cheaper and you have the building console. Sure. Look at why not. Right. Next question comes from Brandon. Sonic has been able to succeed in the 3d game space. What would you do to make Sonic a good 3d game did you say did brandon say he has never sorry oh. never never sorry i read that wrong okay okay i was gonna say though we can't just assume that he has been successful so what would i space. do to make it a good so what i would probably do is i would um so first i start with a character model and i would probably stop it from being a hedgehog yeah. i'm, I'm envisioning <laughs> this this italian plumber yeah. Uh, maybe well, some changes there. I was thinking about adding 500 multicolored bananas. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Sean, <laughs> can we make Sonic good? Can we make Sonic great again? One of the things I was saying on the Xbox Tribe again? is... Was it ever? This is, this is not a... No, probably not. And I am uh, I am on the side of... I don't think that Sonic has ever really been good or great. But I am on, on the, the right side that actually 3D industry. is better. I think 3D Sonic is better than 2D Sonic. That's that's where I'll lie on that one. Um, I, I want Sonic in 3D to be free-flowing, but it's always... In 2D or 3 it always seems stiff. I want it to be a little bit easier to to play and just kind of wander and, and free-flow and discover. But it's it's always like lock on to this and then press the button and then you'll actually go away. Like it's, it's too... I don't know. Disjointed is maybe a word that I would that I would use. So it, it needs a bit of a, a revamp from that front of yeah, the, the what they problem, are even trying to do. The problem with the character whose basis is speed is you can only show so much speed on a screen at once without it just being a straight line run fast. Uh, when yeah. you get to the part where any exploration or branching paths, you slow down and you're defeating the point of the character. But then you start to think about like racing games and to bring in a game Tim mentioned a little bit earlier, like Forza Horizon is a game that is just a racing game, but it is kind of open. It's really an open world game. And there's so many different things that you can do in that where uh, the events that you participate in in Forza Horizon are interesting on their own. There could be something like that with with Sonic. And also the setting has to be something that's really interesting as well. And, and I, at least for me, who doesn't have any nostalgia whatsoever for Sonic, it's got to be more than like, ooh, the Green Hill song, that's cool. Like it's got to have something else that I enjoy, like wandering the space that I'm in in 3D Sonic. Uh, it's got to be more than flashy lights or, or things like that, or you get points and you get your, your rings. It's got to be something a little bit more compelling. So that's kind of, I don't know, that's, that's my quick thoughts on what can make Sonic a, a little better, but really let's face it. There's no saving Sonic. It's no, no, no. I'm getting, uh, we're getting called out in here for, um, you know, yeah. You guys, Mecha dead, Mecha dragon, just, says cowards. He dads, just cowards, harsh, harsh, Mecha dragon, harsh. I, right, I did no. the colors game when they showed it, it looked promising. I but will again, say looks good. 
yeah, we'll see if it actually is good. And I think that um, when you have, I don't, I remember, I forget his name, but the person who helped them do the 2D Sonic that did really well, was it Chris Sonic? Guy? What's that? Chris or Chad or something, Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. Sure. I don't know. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, uh, what was it? Sonic. Uh, Sonic Mania. Mania, yeah. And that, and that got re- really well received. Um, if you got fans who really love it and can do that same type of thing and, and bring you what you want. Christian Whitehead. Christian Whitehead. That was close. So close. Oh, so okay. close. close. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if, if Christian Whitehead would be able to help with that same type of thing or not, but if you can find that same type of level of fandom to work with the Sonic team to make it better, you know, yeah, I think it will work. But I'm looking forward to see what color what they do with colors and that whatever that Sonic Zap is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I never played. I didn't like when I saw the the reveal that that's what they're they were coming out with a game called Sonic Colors. I'm like, oh, cool, new Sonic game. I didn't know that it was on the Wii. I didn't know that this was this was something that was available before <laughs> I had right. idea. Just so shows how much attention I'm paying to Sonic. So <laughs> hilarious. All right, folks, those are our questions. And um, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's a show. That hey, is a show. Before oh, we close out, not, not done. Okay. Okay. So we talked about that opening music that, and I'm oh right, yeah, the uh, teasing me, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and I'm going to use it again at the end. So you know, but going back to World's End Club, you know, uh, uh, an ongoing theme—that's basically the theme of the of the game—and as part of the story is the kids will sing the song, and you know, and has meaning to them, and they, they go back to it multiple times throughout the throughout the game so it's just really you know i find it really catchy i like it and especially later on they'll use that as background music like remixed versions of the song is without the lyrics in the and i i really like it and it got to the point where i started getting chills whenever they started playing it again so i so i like the song that's why i wanted to uh put it up as music uh this week Hopefully we won't right. get copper, copyright on it. <laughs> yeah, hoping, hoping indeed. Well, folks, we're going to enter the show. First and foremost, Sean Capri, thank you so much for being here. We greatly appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate your time. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, head over to um, at Sean Capri on Twitter, and you can find all of his links to all of his stuff. Like, subscribe, uh, listen to him, and just give him some love because it is awesome, awesome stuff. And Sean, I'm, we've alluded to it several times. I'm going to be on the Nintendo Drive tomorrow. We're recording mm-hmm. uh, about some E3 stuff as well. So happy to continue talking about more and more Nintendo with you as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a huge thank you to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernberg, Anton- Un- uh, Antonio Contrario, Christopher Warner, and Solo Something. Thank you so much for being our patreon producers you guys we greatly greatly appreciate as we do appreciate the other 115 people who support us over on uh, patreon as well thank you so much for that ladies and gentlemen hey if you're here thank you so much for being in twitch and youtube by the way click subscribe you should check those out we have got a ton of content as a matter of fact ladies and gentlemen our road to e3 episodes have continued this entire week we had the gaming dad on this week we had uh jeff grubb on this week We have got more of our favorite friends, guests, and industry insiders coming up on our YouTube channel. Seriously, go click the like, subscribe. These are are less than five-minute episodes uh, where they provide you their Nintendo predictions. Yeah, Doug Bowser coming, right? Doug Bowser's coming. (laughs) 
<laughs> wink, wink. So you should definitely subscribe. Uh, there's all kinds of that stuff. So make sure you're going over there. And of course, Twitch, if you're in Twitch, thank you for your subs as well. And uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you're looking for all the latest information on Nintendo Dads, over at nintendodads.org. Uh, it's the latest YouTube videos, tweets, podcasts, Patreon page, and everything. And also access to our Nintendo Dads merch shop. You can find us on most uh, podcast captures, such as uh Castbox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, if you want to send us an email, go to NintendoDads at gmail.com or call us at 925, sorry, 92925 and dads or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix, which is some of the music that you're hearing and also whatever it is that Jesse's playing as well. Big thank you to them. We greatly appreciate it. Um Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this. We have a ton of content. E3 is around the corner. We have so much content coming out. We're going to be streaming. We also have Dad Fest coming up where we're collaborating with the Mega Dads and Nintendo Dads. We have got a plethora of content coming out on YouTube, Twitch, podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, subscribe. Be here because you are not going to want to miss all this great, great stuff. Uh, For myself, for Jesse, for Tim, and for Sean, and for Marty, be good. Take care of each other. Tell someone you love them. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But no matter how far we run, our bond is unbreakable. Our bullets kissed and our hearts grow numb. But our friends are there to keep us strong. There's a rainbow above. Now it's time to carry on. Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses. <laughs>